This is Unfiltered, episode 204 for September 14th, 2016. So let's take a look at this. You've probably seen it over the course of the weekend. There's the spotlight shadow on Mrs. Clinton as she gets into the van, stumbling, swaying a little bit before she gets helped in to the vehicle. Her doctor says that the reason for all of this is that she's been suffering from pneumonia. You know, uh, Chris, you know, when I was uh, driving on my way to work today, I, I couldn't help but look over at the side of the road and, and notice that there were a lot of cars overheated and, and pulled over, you know, and you always got to make sure to, to keep yourself well hydrated. And that includes your vehicles and stuff. Oh, wait, wait, what? This isn't car talk. Oh, we're the other out over. Got it. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Filter Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news you shouldn't be watching. I'm Chase. There's Chris. Hey, buddy. And hey, uh, to producer Matt, thank you. And uh, also this week, we have entries from... Mr. Noah Mr. and Noah. Rika. That's yeah, right. We've Rika. Had a, we've had a full staff working wow. on this. Four. We've had four people in total working on this. Uh, really, five people in total working on this year's show. Six? So, no, I'm counting you two. Oh, okay. You're in the mix. Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. Fair enough. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Five. yeah. Yeah, and uh, so it has been a full court press, I would say, of sorts. Is that a right terminology? Full court press, if you want to do the basketball analogy, a home run, if Thank you want to do a baseball well, analogy, well, we'll or about a that. touchdown, if you want to do a football. So analogy. coming up on today's episode of the Unfiltered Show, we will be starting out with some rather interesting and shocking and perhaps threatening cyber news. We do have a terrorism We've update. But the bulk of our show this week will be about Hillary Clinton. Now, we should say, probably at the top here, that the reason why that we're covering Hillary is the obvious. But it's it's one of those things where I know we're going to get the, the comments next week from people. Whoa, there's other things happening in the world. There's oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah we're going to yeah, cover okay. some of that. Plus, yeah. plus, we've also got stuff that's packed in the overtime. So okay, we've got tons of enough. stuff coming up today. Fair in enough, fact, good. in fact, we're not even we're going to we're going to get through a few other stories before we even get to the Hillary stuff. So everybody gets their veggies. Did you hear that there's a new batch of DNC emails that have been leaked? Oh, really? New batch. Another batch. Fresh warnings tonight that Vladimir Putin's hackers could wreak havoc on Election Day in America. The House Intelligence Committee chairman tells CBS News the Russians have a motive and the know-how. Wait a minute. This doesn't... Wait, what? They're not talking about a... Did you, did you hear anything about a batch of emails released? No, 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 no. no. Huh. I thought you said you said to me that there was another batch. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's they're like gonna, cookies. I was ready to eat. I'm sure they're going to get to it. Okay. They try to do it all over the globe. They try to do it in Ukraine. Uh, hey, wait. They try to do wait, it here. Wait, Absolutely. stop, 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 stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who's that guy? Devin Nunes? Oh yeah, yeah. I am not related to him. Yeah, and by the way, uh, he's uh, he's from the um, the Central one, Valley. No, he's from the uh, he's from a think tank that is essentially one of the most anti-Russian think tanks <laughs> ever. So like they. They picked like the worst possible guy to chime in on this, and wow. apparently he's related to no, you. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. The globe. They try to do it in Ukraine. Uh, would they try to do it here? Absolutely. U.S. intelligence and law enforcement officials tell CNN they believe there is near certainty that Russian intelligence is behind the recent hack of the Democratic National Committee's computers. The th- now, to save time, I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to cover their near certainty proof in the overtime. So right. don't worry. Right. Okay. Let's just say it's. It's shaky. When actually pressed, John Brennan's response was, yeah, absolutely nothing. He just did not answer. He didn't answer the question. <laughs> nothing. When they asked him, when they asked him specifically, is it Russia? He just didn't say anything. Theft of thousands of documents and emails, which led to embarrassing revelations forcing the DNC chair to resign. 
And there's increasing confidence that recent cyber attacks against election registration websites in Illinois and Arizona link back to Russian government hackers. <gasps> Putin denied all of it. I don't know anything about it. And on a state level, Russia has never done this. But U.S. officials and experts say Putin's hackers did disrupt Ukraine's elections in 2014. Which experts? Yeah, I know. And also, would it it be worth mentioning uh, the entire context of the Ukrainian government there and what happened to to that government? It might be worth mentioning. Spraying servers, installing viruses, which could have changed results. But the attack failed. Officials say the American voting system would be harder for the Russians to hack into and actually change voting results because voting machines in the U.S. aren't connected to the Internet. And they're not centralized. Each state has a different voting system. But Putin's army of cyber warriors, experts say... Cyber warriors, Jace. He's got an army of cyber warriors. Yeah. What kind of what and kind Putin, of uniforms do Putin they wear? Putin sits there with like some sort of VR helmet and and <laughs> he's got an Oculus. Yeah, he's got an <laughs> Oculus and he issues the commands for his cyber warriors. Wow. Putin's army of cyber warriors, experts say, still have ways of disrupting the American vote. The first would be to selectively remove five percent of Republicans or Democrats from the voter registration rolls. So let us just tell you exactly how to do this. Which would mean people would show up and they would not be registered. They would have to cast provisional uh, ballots. And in some places, that's going to create quite a, a backlog. Why would he be telling us this? And, but the other thing, though, to note is it's not like their votes wouldn't eventually be counted anyway, based on what he's explaining right now. In terms of lines and, and disruption. Another hacking method that concerns experts, if the Russians reveal bugs in the American voting system, show how easy it would be for results to be falsified. Analysts say disruption raising doubts about the American system, not actually changing voting results, is what Vladimir Putin is after the most. (laughs) Hillary and Trump are already doing that on their own. Uh, You don't don't need to worry about that. And if that happens, then the elections themselves are called into question, and that seeds chaos in American politics. Now, remember, we've been picking up on this meme that they've been trying to propagate for a while now about seeding fear about the results of the election. Right, like, oh, and you've already heard it from Trump himself saying, well, you know, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. So it's like... There's this, yeah. There's definitely a meme happening. But it, it seems to be the meta. But the the, the the other stories that are running concurrently is Trump. They're running a lot this week too. Actually, is Trump's connections to the Russians, his money connections to the Russians, his his the his uh, his uh, Moscow or I can't remember not Moscow, but it's like Moscorp, Moscorp. It sounds like Moscow, but it's Moscorp. His connections to Moscorp and the money that Moscorp loaned him and how he could be a he could be a, a Russian stooge. So I think the context is if the Russians screwed with the elections, I think, I mean, I think the subtext is if the Russians screw with the elections, it's in favor of Trump. Isn't that sort of the subtext? That's what I'm getting a feeling of. Yeah. And that, so it feels like a hedge almost. Right. are called into question and that seeds chaos in American politics. And most importantly for the Russians, it undermines the argument that American democracy is the model. Now, what are the risks for Vladimir Putin if his hackers try to interfere with the U.S. elections and they're publicly exposed for doing that? Analysts say a retaliatory cyber operation is possible. The wow. U.S. and NATO could escalate their military presence on Russia's borders, and some of Putin's stronger allies, like Iran and China, could become more suspicious of Vladimir Putin than they could distance themselves from him. Well, this is some, this is worse than RT, but by to such I know, an end but degree. We, but we still haven't seen any hard proof. And this experts this experts reasoning that the, that his entire theory, the reason why Russia would want to do this, would be to see doubt in the American system. The Russians, it undermines the argument 
that American democracy is the model. So, so Putin's entire motivation is to just show the world undermine that, democracy. That is so ridiculous. Yeah, that, that doesn't pass the. That sounds test. like rampant paranoia right. at best and intentional misdirection at worst. Look over here. Yeah. So now, did you hear that Snowden is making a, a big yeah, plea? Yeah, 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 a couple absolutely. of them. Well, Edward Snowden yeah. is back in the headlines this time in an exclusive interview with The Guardian. In a Skype interview from his Moscow location, Snowden makes his case to President Barack Obama for a presidential pardon. Snowden says the disclosure of the scale of surveillance by U.S. and British intelligence agencies was not only morally right, but has left citizens better off. RT correspondent Isa Ali has the story. The former NSA contractor Edward Snowden giving this interview to The Guardian newspaper based here in London, and he answered a series of questions, the first of which was why should he be uh, the one receiving a presidential pardon? And he stated that it wasn't for him, it was for us all, and that he felt that if it wasn't for the disclosures that he had uh, put forth, that they everybody would have all been worse off uh, and that there may be laws which are in place for things like whistleblowing but that from time to time cases such as his uh, show that there is a greater good that has been served and that that's why he should uh, receive a pardon from President Obama. What do you think of that argument? A greater good has been served. He says it's not about me. Literally this is what he said. It's not about me. It's about all of us. I don't necessarily like that I argument. felt a little I weird mean, about it too yeah but I will say this it you felt know, super self-serving did, did you hear the the Justice Department response on that I don't think I don't think I did okay well but basically in a nutshell Cliff Notes version they hate it right oh <laughs> they, yeah they, they oh, don't yeah. want it yeah. to happen yeah and but yeah. I was gonna say is if you know obviously they're against it because everything all the tricks and all the the secret things prism all the things that we've covered on this show got out there right the, the secrets of what they were doing illegally. And a lot some of those things were rescinded because it was illegal, right? There was an outrage. Absolutely. There was a lot of people. There was a clear public need to know. Right. Absolutely. The other thing, though, here is what the ultimate sin is, though, is not did they not only did they expose their massively unconstitutional NSA spying programs and a massive worldwide spying net that we had no idea was as sophisticated as it was, but the other thing that he did is he empowered and enabled the whole WikiLeaks type crew, like Assange, was brought to another level. Uh, it, it gave um, Glenn Greenwald a massive platform, so journalists like him became much more relevant. There are now documentaries that were created. It gave it gave documentaries like Lisa or what was her name uh, Portwell or whatever. I'm, I'm blanking now on the name. The, the gal that went to to uh, to China to interview Lisa Snowden. Lee? No, 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 no. I'm oh, blanking oh. on the name. Yeah, I don't know. I, know. I feel bad. Yeah. Maybe the chairman yeah. could remind us, but you know, it gave it elevated her to a position. Like all of these people yeah. got way more credibility. As, a, as I would say, the the second tier media, the second tier media that doesn't necessarily follow the barking orders of the government, got a, got a big boost. And I think that would might be the ultimate sin. Is he he empowered a whole another level of reporting? <laughs> the, the, the problem, I, Lisa I, Portress, I think, or something. I'm, I'm blanking on it. I think the problem that Laura Obama, Port Portress. Thank you. I think the problem that Obama has in considering a pardon for Snowden is the fact that what he did revealed a lot of the dark things that the government was doing. And it, it I mean, it's hard for any president, I don't, I don't care, Republican, Democrat or whatever, to give anybody a pardon uh, when it's something that yeah. shows something that the government Never was doing. Pardon. No, He's, no. He, he might get some sort of like 20 years in jail Maybe deal. Maybe clemency, a reduced sentence, something, yeah, something like yeah. that. And he, actually, Snowden said he'd settle for that. 
And Margaret joins us now. Margaret, do we know if U.S. officials are helping the World Anti-Doping Agency in preventing further intrusions? Did you hear about the uh, Russian, quote-unquote, hacking of the uh, Olympic records? and posting, Yeah, yeah uh, the, the WADA. Mm-hmm. Hard to say, Vlad. When we called the White House and spoke to people at the Justice Department, they seemed surprised at this announcement by the World Anti-Doping Agency. But they pointed out, look, this is an international organization. It's not necessarily an American one. Uh, They are working with other agencies as well. What I like about this story is it's a, a Russia hacking isn't just a U.S. problem. It's everyone's problem. And so us NATO allies, we should come together. I think that's the subtext here. So uh, this these American athletes were indeed targeted, but they're basically saying this isn't necessarily just an American problem. The past intrusion that they had uh, earlier this month was against a Russian-born athlete. Mm. And, and Margaret, I want to ask you about this conversation between President Obama and, and Putin. Uh, how serious a threat uh, are officials taking this uh, potential cyber attack by the Russians? Well, Vladimir Putin's spokesperson flatly denied any link to this particular attack. But it was just a few days ago in China that President Obama spoke with Putin about past Russian incursions. And he said it was really a warning here. I don't want this to escalate into a cyber arms race. And that is also why you hear U.S. officials be very careful in the language they use when they're talking about these hack attacks. What this, okay, God, I got a lot. I'm sorry I'm using this a lot, but this is true. So uh, there is a lot of pressure on the White House this, this week, and it's been building for weeks, to publicly come out and condemn Russia. That's what she's speaking about without speaking about it right there. Right. Is this is something that they've been – this is something that a lot of people are pushing the White House to do. And, of course, the White House is reluctant to do it because that has massive relationship ramifications. We've just gotten this peace deal situated with Syria and Russia, the ceasefire. Everything's super, super uh, delicate. In fact, um, I, I probably shouldn't have interrupted because I think uh, – although they don't cover Russia's reply. It, Russia says that uh, this language is uh, putting our new uh, friendship and frameworks in, de- in jeopardy. Like they're <laughs> – uh, we can cover it more later, but there yeah. is a, this is a really touchy situation for for Obama or anybody in the, in the administration to come out and publicly condemn Russia right now. If there is not super concrete proof, could actually jeopardize some of the just super delicate ceasefire we've set up in Syria. Did you hear about how the uh, what the hack was for which for the the WADA thing, the uh, doping agency? No, no email. Of course. I mean, it's not like, you know, they they were just jumping through some big secure systems and they were, you know, hacking in the middle of the night email. I'm glad you followed because I was so I was so heads down on Hillary Clinton this week. Yikes. Well, I mean, that's I, a bad visual. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah. I, well, oh. I try to keep a wide scope. Yeah, you do. What's going on? You know, here's a check out. This is a wide scope. We begin with worldwide condemnation and concern after North Korea tested its most powerful nuclear weapon yet. The North claims its ballistic missiles can now carry nuclear warheads. The overnight test triggered a magnitude 5.3 tremor near North Korea's main nuclear base. South Korea and Japan called the test reckless and unacceptable. And President Obama, returning from a trip to Asia, promised serious consequences. Now, whichever president does come in next has a serious mess on their <laughs> yes, hands. Yes. This is getting this is getting bad. Well, do you think all right, no one's I don't know if anybody's really played this angle yet, but obviously, you know, North Korea nuclear weapons bad. But do you think that they're also trying to play a Russia types thing where they're they're trying to steer the election somehow 
knowing that, you know, Donald Trump may be a loose cannon, maybe Hillary's going to be hawkish? No, I think there's something. they're just doing it independently? There's a bigger thing going on here, and I know some of it has to do uh, with uh, not just our relationship with U.S. These, this also has to do with China and Japan. It's a bigger thing that's going on there. And I think we're just getting fed a tiny, small bit of it. In fact, I'd like to get people's insights on it in general. I I was looking at... uh, I, I follow Reddit on a lot of these big stories, and when this when this broke, when the earthquake broke about the nuclear test, one of the top comments was uh, from a guy who's actually in the South Korean Army. He's like, he thought it's go time. He actually mm-hmm. thought it was ready to rock. I because, bet. Because it was the biggest earthquake that they've ever experienced in South Korea. I mean, they've they've never felt something that big, so they thought it was, it was go time. That is that's, that's kind of scary to that kind is, of think. That is like on the edge. Yeah, that is yeah. that is stressful. Yeah. Speaking of on the edge, the ceasefire does appear to be holding, but things are on the edge. But uh, shockingly enough, the one that we talked about that might be coming through last week. Yeah, um, Obama could nail the day nail nail the deal at G twenty, but Kerry a couple of days later went over worked with Lavrov, which is Putin's Kerry, and uh, they ironed out they ironed out a ceasefire that's wow. that's holding. Well, a temporary ceasefire in Syria worked out by the U.S. and Russia appears to be holding this morning. Secretary of State John Kerry tells our Margaret Brennan this is the Assad regime's final chance. Wait, wait, what? Last what? I thought Assad had to go. Now he has a final chance. And it's this Whoa, is actually this wow. is this isn't just a this isn't a small change of language. This is a dramatic change of language. This is the Assad regime's final chance. In fact, it is such a massive change in position that your buddy, my good friend, Matt Lee from the AP. Oh, Matt. Notice that we are essentially now cooperating with the Assad regime. Matt for president. No. But the problem is, is that if you have this situation where you and the Russians are going to OK potentially okay, Syrian Air Force strikes, then you're cooperating with a guy who five years ago, a little over five years ago, President of the United States said no longer had legitimacy to lead. So this is Matt Lee asking the State Department spokesperson, Kirby, uh, Rear Admiral Kirby. Uh, He's, uh, and he's getting, you can see this, like, he takes a deep breath. Like, did you see see that? Like, oh, shit. Shit. Wow, good question. Yeah, Matt. he's like, yeah, he's like, shit. He's got me. Watch his reaction; it's great. I fold. Kirby <laughs> is the. I I don't know how Kirby got the, maybe because he was a rear admiral and they needed to put him somewhere in his rank. He got this job, but he does not seem like the right person for this job. Legitimacy no. to lead. How is that not? A- <laughs> Did you see that? That, was Deep that face right there too. Like shit. That is a shit face right there. I fold my cards. Shift. Uh, we're cooperating with. Uh, Russia, which has influence over the Assad regime, yeah, it's not. It's not that the United States is dictating uh, 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 the uh, Assad. Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> we should ISO that. That's Matt, oh Matt, you should totally isolate that. Oh that my was, God! Oh, Sorry. I feel for him. Like part of me, and I know he's he's part of the. He's like the head of the lying beast, so you can't really feel bad for him. But at the same time. You just wish he would just speak the truth, and you can tell he just wants to. Uh, the uh, Assad. Air Force's air traffic schedule. Okay, we're, no, no, we're, you're we're not dictating it, but you're allowing them. You're saying it's okay for them to launch military operations. But Matt, Matt, it's always been okay under the cessation of hostilities that was agreed back in February to target Nusra. Nobody ever said at, at any time that I can recall uh, that it that it wasn't okay for air combat forces, be they. Russian be, uh, or, or be they uh, Assad's to to target solely target 
a group like Al Nusra. Yeah, but you put yourself in a position now where you're giving Assad the green light to 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 to. to he, he's already the had the green light to go after Al Nusra. That's actually the honest answer. It's his sovereign country. He's always had the permission. We've just been stopping him with our own air force, and now we're not stopping him. <laughs> but Matt's got him. Matt's totally yeah, got him. Here. Yeah, yeah, he so does. So you guys have been cooperating with Assad for no. for, for years while no. saying that he has lost legitimacy. No. There's been no cooperation with Assad, and there's not going to be cooperation with Assad. There's going to be cooperation and coordination with the Russian military, which has influence over Assad. Right, and they're not later, so there's no link at all. You've separated yourself at I one think degree. I responded but, to it. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna dignify that with an answer. That's a, <laughs> ooh, that was a good one, though. Yes, it was. Nice job, Matt. Nice job, Matt for president. Man. Yeah, you know, really. I mean, seriously, Matt's a good guy. <laughs> it's like uh, good got questions. You. Yeah. So the here's a little bit more about the ceasefire. I think this is actually one of the most. This is one of the best news items we've had about the situation in Syria since we've been covering it. In separate developments elsewhere in Syria, a nationwide ceasefire is underway at the moment in Syria between the government and the opposition. Can you, can you stop right there? And I want you to honestly realize what that means. Russia and the United States went into a private meeting room. Mm-hmm. And after they came to negotiation, the, the, the civil war, quote unquote, in Syria came to a stop. Hmm. Does that sound like a civil war to you? Nope. What what that means is all of the opposition forces or the people that we are giving money to or giving equipment to, we're also issuing orders to, and we were able to stop it on a dime. We stopped the fighting on a dime and between all of the other forces and the Assad regime. Yep. That is that is one of the most this is one of the most revealing moments in the entire quote unquote civil war. And I thought apparently apparently Apparently, I thought I thought it was evil Assad. I thought it was all under the control of evil Assad, and Assad right. must go. But yeah. I guess it just takes John Kerry and Lavrov to sit down in a room, and then all of a sudden, all of the fighting stops in this civil war. Result of marathon talks between Russia and the U.S. last week. Well, the truce includes a cessation of facilities and the creation of a demilitarized zone around Aleppo. The Syrian government's agreed to end airstrikes in some areas, avoiding opposition groups not linked to terror groups like al-Nusra or ISIL. If the ceasefire holds for at least a week, the United States and Russia will then work together to target terror groups. The agreement's initial aims also include allowing humanitarian access to the besieged areas. But it is a complicated picture. Yeah, like what defines a terror group? (laughs) In areas like the strategic city of Aleppo, from where Lizzie Phelan now reports. According to the Russian Ministry of Defense, the truce began at 6 p.m. I'm on top of one of the tallest buildings in Aleppo where we have a prime view to see whether there really is a pause in the fighting. Uh, Here in this direction is the east of Aleppo, that direction, the west of Aleppo, the west controlled by uh, pro-government forces, the east controlled by rebel forces. We can see uh, smoke uh, on the horizon and we're hearing pretty much from all directions the sound of gunfire and artillery fire. So even even though this ceasefire has taken effect, there really isn't a pause in the fighting uh, here at the moment. We can see on the horizon. Right. That's the core thing. There's still a bunch of different mercenaries and, and psychopaths over there shooting people. Just the groups that we have power over, we have a, each side has officially 
officially agreed to tell their respective sides to stop fighting. Now, what right. those respective sides do, probably most of them will stop fighting, but all the psychopaths and, 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 and zealots over there are going to keep fighting. It's still a mess. So the two major power players, the outside influencers, are now agreeing, but the internal conflict is still going on. And, right. and now there's going to be this process of the U.S. and Russia agreeing on which ones they're going to bomb and which ones they're going to, I guess... Not, I don't know what happens to those. I don't right, know if they yeah. leave or if, if they get some, if they have to then get some sort of legitimacy themselves. Uh, but that is kind of a either way, the U.S. and Russia working together and ordering their respective sides to stand down. And I would, I would imagine Russia's side being support, support of the Assad regime right. and running support for the Assad regime. And the U.S.'s side would be the mercenaries that we've hired and the, and the terrorists that we've trained that are still taking orders from us. Right. Those would be the respective sides, as I yeah, see it. The, yeah, that makes sense. So I want to switch gears to the uh, to this drill in the South China Sea, which there is a big flare-up between China and the U.S. It's one of the things Obama was talking to his Chinese counterpart about recently. And Russia couldn't help but get themselves involved in the mix. <laughs> Welcome back. Well, Russia and China have begun eight days of naval drills in the South China Sea. It comes at a time of increased tension over disputed islands there. Uh-huh. RT's Roman Kosarev has the story. This is not going in a good direction. We've been following this for about a year, and it's – if you recall, they've built fake um, islands there. Right, and put yeah, military they, bases. And they claim that as yep, theirs. Yep. Right. Showing the might, Chase. Look at that. Look at that war porn, buddy. Look at that. All just nice clips for news propaganda. Launching some missiles. Yeah. Hoorah, right? The massive military exercises, codenamed Naval Corporation 2016, features uh, destroyers, submarines, fighter jets, helicopters, and marines as well. It is a huge show of strength wow. in that area. I don't know what to make of it, but it doesn't seem to be a good situation. All right, buddy. Yeah, buddy. It's time to shift gears into the main topic of but, the show this week. But, but Chris, let's let's do this. Let's pause. OMG, OMG, OMG. Okay, all right, okay. And let's go ahead and thank our patrons oh, at patreon.com uh, slash unfiltered. What a great idea. Patreon.com slash unfiltered. Boy, have we worked hard for you this week. Uh, like I said, we had a full crew in on it, and I hope you get something. I hope we make – I hope we pique your interest, get you thinking about things, and, and keep you watching the news maybe a little more critically. And if, not, and if also we were able to serve the role this week of, hey, I know those guys are going to cover it. <laughs> yep. Boy, that story sounds big. I can't wait till – I can't wait until Unfilter, and you knew we'd be talking about this. If, if, if that has been useful for you, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash unfilter. At different levels, you get access to different stuff. Like the $3 level, you get access to the supporter sync. We have uh, – boy, by my last count, I think – Nearly 70 clips, I think now 60, 70 clips on Hillary alone. Not that many will be making it into the show this week. I think only a subset of like 25, 30 of them will be making it into the show. All of the extra stuff is available to our supporters if they get into the BitTorrent sync, which will be probably transitioning to Libre Vault as it begins to stabilize. I'll tell you more about that soon. But there's also the 33 tier. And the 33 tier has a very special perk. That's right. You can fill my sack. I've been watching a, a lot of uh, WWE wrestling. Sorry about that. Wow. Uh, anyway, hey guys. So yeah, as Chris said, if you're a part of the Club 33, you can actually email us directly into the mm-hmm. show. You can tell us what's going on in your world. Yep. You can plug a website. We oh, don't yeah. care. Oh yeah. You are supporting us. Oh yeah. We will let you Ooh. buy us off this one time. Anyway, hey, we got a message here from Veratunda. 
And he says, hey, well, I guess the biggest news has to be David Cameron resigning. Can't help but feel that these career politicians are less about a career in politics than they are about a career in after-dinner speaking. Show how committed they are to the job, eh? Colin Powell calls it money dinners. <laughs> Across the divide in Europe, the most amusing thing for me was how the Austrian election got stuck, literally. Uh, he gave us a link to that story. If only the U.S. election could be so comical instead of downright seedy and suspicious. Oh, Chase. Oh, well. Just aside, Chris, I dumped some files in the Keybase IO uh, ENCF. S folder with you. Did you get them? Does it oh, work? Oh. Is it secure? Oh. If so, it might be a nice way to send assets to you or share assets to Patreon. Yeah, that's what we're we're actually playing with it. Sweet. Um, and I've also I got uh, I got some emails this week that people use Keybase to uh, secure the emails to send them to me. So check me out at Keybase.io/slash/ChrisLES. I, I got some information this week for this show by people using that, so it does seem to be working. That's awesome because, as we've mentioned before, we have some people that work in places that maybe can't publicly use email to send us messages or even use messages through Patreon, but they can use the key base. Absolutely. So that's it. That's the only mail sack message this week, but I know, I, I have a feeling that next week we're going to have some messages. So. If you have something you want to contribute to the show, go ahead and send a message in. And by the way, also, if you do use the contact form on jupiterbroadcasting.com, I am now seeing those messages as well. And if there's something that definitely piques my interest, you'll hear it on the show as well. But always, Patreons are first at patreon.com slash unfilter. I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. All right, you guys. Thank I just you. can't. By the way, <laughs> by the way Chris... I, I, I love I, that. Clip. I want to throw this out now yeah, because okay. we're about you know we're just under three months away from the end of the year. Ooh, can you believe that? Jeez, no, I actually I really cannot. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end of the year, we're going to have a new president elect and everything. But Chris, I want to see us get to five hundred patrons because right now we're at four sixty nine. I think is what we're at right now. I'd like to see it by the election, man. Well, uh, just. Just I oh, I know we're at, I know we're supposed months. to be out of the Patreon segment, but I cannot I cannot express to you how hard we are all working on this show lead up to the election and it, it um it's literally to the point now where where like I've told my family members like I, it's just going to be like this until the election I'm sorry and then it's not that they hold it against that they actually are really great and they understand but we are working so many hours on this show that. It would be really great if people would support us because there's just no there's no way that there's no way that I can really describe how hard we're working. Um, but I would really appreciate the support. Should we do? I, I was thinking, you know, if we got to 500 by the end of the year, that we do something like crazy special that we've never done before. I don't know what that thing would be, but I don't know if there's something cool or unique that maybe our audience would like I, again, to see. Again, I say do. if we went for the election. If we right. if we focus so, so and then we could do and if we, November and say we hit it, which would be really tight, but say we hit it, right? Uh, then we do like a JB All Stars live coverage of the election. We bring on like a few other hosts and we have them all here and we're doing live commentary of the election as a thank you to the patrons. Wow. Something. Okay. Yeah, bring. I know. I, I'm sure. Like, I bet we could. get I think I know three JB hosts off the top of my head that would love to join us for that. Wow. So we could do like a JB All Stars uh, election coverage. I, I, that'd be a pretty nice. I, I would say, you know, get us all in the living room, get a stream going, and yeah, like, man, yeah, that that'd be get some drinks going. All right, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/unfilter. Right, let's let's get some heat. Yes. So if uh, Clint, if Hillary Clinton's health hadn't become a big story this week, here's what I think we would have been talking about on this show. You see, I I made a commitment. I didn't want to drop wow, the very other nice. news. I so like this. I think this is what would have been news for Clinton. A British newspaper and New York radio station are claiming the Clinton of today is vastly different than the Clinton that we got to know. 
during the 9-11 tragedy, specifically that New Yorkers got to know. See this photo here? That's the day of the disaster. Then New York junior senator there seen listening to firefighters as they toured Ground Zero. And now the Guardian newspaper and WNYC radio have released audio revealing Clinton's reaction to those attacks and her criticism of the Bush administration and New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani for insisting that air quality over the city was, quote, safe and acceptable. Listen to this. Maybe in the immediate aftermath, the first couple of days, nobody could know. But a week later, two weeks later... She's talking about the air quality here. Two months later, six months later, give me a break. They knew and they didn't tell us the truth. Man, she sounds so much different there. She sounds very passionate. She that is a massive statement for her to make that the that the Bush administration and the, and, and the, the Giuliani knew about the air quality. That would have been that could have been a huge story. Just a little while ago, I spoke with the writer from the newspaper about Clinton's reaction then and what it really means for a potential Clinton presidency now. One very we don't need to hear the commentary, but the fact that they're even, they were even asking the question showed that it had the potential to become a, a big story. The other thing that is still a bit of a story but not getting much attention is the facilitators, the gentleman behind Clinton's email server. Did right. you hear about this? They all just yeah. pled the fifth. Yeah. Like. We have not received any written testimony uh, from today's witnesses. Um, Mr. Combetta, do you intend to make an opening statement? On advice of counsel? I respectfully decline to answer and assert my Fifth Amendment privilege. Mr. Thornton, do you intend to make an opening statement? On the advice of counsel, I respectfully decline to answer and assert my Fifth Amendment constitutional privilege. Mr. Cooper, do you intend to make an opening statement? I have no opening statement. Okay. Please, if you all can move the microphone a little tighter, a little closer, it's just hard to hear. Um, Mr. Combetta, you we've sent it a, a subpoena to you. So this goes on and on and on every single time they ask these guys a the question. And the Clinton account, did you send or receive this email? On advice of counsel, I respectfully decline to answer. And he just does it every single time. They all do it. They all answer. They all answer that. On advice of counsel, I respectfully refuse to answer and assert my Fifth Amendment privilege. Well, well, they sometimes change it up. They do add that, uh, but for the most part, they just keep it nice and tight. And it just to answer. It goes on, Chase. I've got like Jeez, I, I think it's a man. mashup of. I, I and then. On the advice of counsel, how are I people declined to answer? Uh, I, I just want to know how are people okay with this going on here? This guy worked at the data center yeah. where the yeah yeah I know, and then eventually, uh, again as a, a member of the bar for they just excuse we them. We will recess for two minutes while the clerk is able to reset the table. So they just let them go because they weren't answering any questions. So uh, the uh, the guys that were responsible for setting up the email server just pled the fifth the entire time. Oh jeez. Pretty, so that is an interesting story, but not what everybody's talking about when it comes no. to Hillary Clinton. No. So I want to go through this chronologically with you. So that way, uh, if you didn't get a chance to see the report when it first came on air, this was the first report on national television. Well, family members of victims of the 2001 and 1993 attacks on the World Trade Center are gathering in lower Manhattan right now. It was just part of the 9-11 coverage that was just happening live on television on all of the news channels. Uh, and then fought with the Fox News reporter went to one of their on-scene reporters just to get an update on what's going on down there. Today's solemn ceremony is taking place at the 9-11 Memorial Plaza. 
Our Rick Leventhal is in Lower Manhattan. He saw the attacks unfold 15 years ago as well. Rick? And John, before we get to that, I wanted to bring our viewers up to date on a story that is breaking right now uh, that I just learned about within the last 15 or 20 minutes. As you know, there are many dignitaries gathered at the scene, including uh, Republican nominee Donald Trump and the uh, Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton. Who now, the Clinton campaign told press that they were not allowed to shoot her at the event today. I mean, with the camera. That's a camera term. And they, in fact, a frustrated NBC employee tweeted at, uh, I think it was 6.53 or 6.58 a.m. The, the morning of 9-11, uh, Hillary Clinton campaign has forbid us to, f to film at the event. So there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of people, there wasn't a lot of press following Hillary. I, just throwing this out there, and I, I have a lot of journalist friends. How can they do that legally? I know. Uh, forbid the press yeah, to do something. They, they, I, I'm serious. Are, what are they going to do? Well, here's how it works: is you get brought into the Clinton press pool. So you're part. There's different types. Right. There's, there's different, different layers. Yeah. Right. And when they do like a when the when the campaign does like a a trimmed down uh, visit to something with the Secret Service, traditionally in the past there have been journalists that become part of the Secret Service. They actually get trained by Secret Service. They get armed with uh, vests. Right. And they are part of the Secret Service detail. And it's like two or three journalists. And this is this is this is extremely common this close to the election. The Clinton campaign has been refusing to do this forever. They, they are wow. pushing and pushing and pushing against this. And so they said, look, we're going to a special event. If then uh, this is issued to the press pool, you can't follow us. You can't film it. If you want access, and, and what the context of that is, if you want access to us, if you want continued access pro, to us, pro. you better yeah. shut up. Yeah. So there were there wasn't a lot of eyes on Hillary. And at this point in time, there was no footage of Hillary. There was there was no real camera work of Hillary, and nothing nothing done by the professional media. Right. Was at Ground Zero. Was there for the ceremony and left unexpectedly left early because of what appeared to be a medical episode. I have a law enforcement source who was there, who was 15 feet away from Hillary Clinton. He says she was standing on a curb with a protective detail waiting for her motorcade. Uh, they were surprised to see her because she wasn't supposed to be leaving yet, so they had to wait for the motorcade two or three minutes. When it finally rolled up, my source says she stumbled off the curb, appeared to faint lost one of her shoes that wound up underneath the van. Uh, her protective detail, I'm told, helped her into that van, and then the van took off, presumably in the direction of a hospital. They grabbed her shoe and... Presumably in the direction of a hospital, uh, and this is footage of her arriving at the event. Flagged down her, the rest of her detail. I should back it up a little bit since I cut them off. So they, so they're... When it finally rolled up, my source says she stumbled off the curb, appeared to faint, lost one of her shoes that wound up underneath the van. Uh, her protective detail, I'm told, helped her into that van. And then the van took off, presumably in the direction of a hospital. They grabbed her. The press did not know for 90 minutes after this where Hillary Clinton went. They presumed and they reported that she went to a hospital because that's normally what happened after <laughs> yeah. somebody like her faint. So right. there was there was a lot of confusion. 90 minutes after all of this was got gone down, right. there started to come out, well, it was overheating. Back with an update about Hillary Clinton, who left the 9-11 memorial service in New York this morning early after, according to her campaign, becoming overheated. She went to her daughter's apartment and has just left in front of the cameras. Our Kristen Welker is there. Kristen, how does she look? How does she look? Huh. So this is this is 90 minutes after we had heard that she may have fainted at the 9-11 event. No footage has been released at this point. And... We find out now that she hasn't gone to the hospital, but she has gone to her daughter's um, penthouse uh, apartment. Apartment, yeah. right. 
Well, Lester, she left uh, Chelsea's apartment. She looked like she was feeling fine. We asked her how she was feeling. She says she's feeling better. And we did get the first glimpse of her after this incident in which she left the 9-11 memorial early. Take a look. Are you feeling better? Yes, thank you very much. Very much. She's walking. She poses with a small child. She takes pictures with a small child. You saw this, right? Yeah, in the, in the child plant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's and she. So at this point, it was repeated that she was overheating. We still didn't have any footage, and it was a full press. Now we're all talking about this. CNN brings on your buddy, my good friend, Mike Morell. Uh, so, Mike. do you know anything about Hillary Clinton's health and what happened this morning? I know that you're not a campaign person, but you have endorsed her. I want you to understand at this point in time. It had only been reported as overheating. There was no report of pneumonia yet. Now, I'll just say two things. One is I was with her on Friday um, at a national security session in New York. Now, supposedly she was diagnosed Friday with pneumonia. So is the day she's diagnosed with pneumonia, she's at a national security event with Mike Morell. Well, that's stunning for two reasons. First of all, that sounds extremely risky, like you're exposing top government officials to pneumonia. But the other thing that is kind of strange about that is Mike Morell is supposedly retired from the CIA, yet he's at a national uh, security yeah. briefing. And that just seemed a little odd. National security session in New York. She looked well, fantastic. Security session. So maybe, These are the briefings of the candidates. Okay, they go there, okay, they get briefed. Okay. But they get briefed by the intelligence agencies. Right. If he's no longer working at the CIA, why is he at well, an event well, like that? Maybe it's, you know, it's kind of like once you're the president, you're always, the, always a president. Once you work for the CIA, you always work for the CIA. Right. National security session in New York. She looked fantastic. She had high energy. She looks fantastic. She had high energy. Now, this is a woman who has pneumonia who just passed out moments ago as they record this. Right. So on Friday, she says she looked great. She looked fantastic. She had high energy. She was doing good. She had high energy. The other thing I'd say is there are times in all of our lives where we don't feel well. I missed some of the briefings after immediately after 9-11 because I wasn't feeling well. So let's not make more of this than there's been. 9-11, 9-11. Yeah, I've also heard from MSNBC, can a girl just have a bad day? So then, then the international media started to pick up on footage that was on Twitter. That's what started to put pressure on the mainstream media to cover this clip. And I want to play the full clip here for us of Hillary Clinton at the event. So she's leaning against the ballard there. You see that? And, and you know who's on her left? Do you uh, know who that is? Lisa. No. The doctor. Yeah. No. Well, I thought, I thought it was Uma. No, no, that's not Uma. That's her doctor. Oh. That's her doctor that keeps releasing the statement saying she's in perfectly good health. No, I thought that Uma was being, when they were waiting for the motorcade, that was Uma. I didn't know her doctor was at the 9-11 memorial yeah, with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll oh, get to that. We'll okay. get to all that. All right, all right. So uh, Hillary at this point, is she's very wooden in her, in her, wouldn't you say, how would you describe how she's standing oh, right very, now? Very, very statuesque. Yeah, yeah. You know, standing straight, yeah. So then oh, they begin to help you, her, and yeah, you, can you can see, see she's, she's swaying. leaning down, yeah. yeah. She begins to stumble. And then here, she completely goes limp. Yeah. She's completely fallen forward, and she's not even... Lo- but what's fascinating, she's not looking down, her arms aren't moving. Her she's, head's straight up. She's but... out, but she's, like, she's, she's, she's not like bracing herself. And she's down. And wow. she's down. Uh, and that first surfaced on Twitter, and people started... You know, going crazy. I want to look at just here's a the reversed angle, just so you can see it again. Now, watch the Secret Service personnel. They they are not reacting to the fact that the former First Lady and Senator to New York and Secretary of State 
seems to be fainting. In fact, they seem to be very nonplussed, as if they well, almost expected this behavior. Well, it's tough because the Secret Service, they're, they're, while their protection is number one thing, they, they can't look back. They need to be looking forward, mm-hmm. so they can't really. You know? I think it's also they don't want to draw attention by looking panicked. Yeah. She's clearly, she's at that point clearly, like, this guy is acting like this is totally normal. Right. And then, and then everybody forms around here to block the view. And that's a, that's a standard protocol, too. But I, just to illustrate how out she is, this is not a stumble. She is 100% out cold. This is a zoomed-in shot of her foot. Watch her foot in this. She is totally out. Look at her foot, Chase. She drags her foot. The shoe comes off. They are they are dragging her feet there. Right. They're that dragging. is not a stumble. They are dragging no. that woman right. into the vehicle. Yeah. And you can see it. You can see it in her foot. Her foot is totally limp there. Yep. She was dragged into the van. So that's not a stumble at all. So there's a litmus test for you right there. There's something wrong when the media calls it a stumble, and it them them taking her to her apartment and not to a hospital is a huge tell. It tells you – so not only do their reactions tell you – their calm reactions tell you that perhaps they rehearsed well, for this. Well, wait a minute. Well, we, we know that she ended up at the, at the apartment. Do yeah. we know that she went directly to the apartment? That is what the campaign has said. But we, do we know? Well, they, they say that she – the doctor came to the apartment. Okay. Well, because – I mean – all right. Here's, here, I'll, we'll right. play this all clip. Right. I'll show you. So this is – because that is – this is a huge point. The, this is a big breach in Sur- uh, Secret Service protocol. I was wondering, how did Secretary Clinton's early departure from the 9-11 ceremony uh, line up with Secret Service protocol? Well, it looked like there was some protocol that had to be broken because of the hasty nature of how they had to leave. Uh, her, the head of her detail had to open the door for her, and she had to lean. She was leaning on a barrier, waiting for the vehicle to arrive. It wasn't there waiting for her. If it had been a planned departure. It was not a planned departure. This is something that one of her aides leaked, uh, and it got lost in the early reporting. One of her aides said that she started becoming belligerent. And started having issues of focus and speech. And so they, they started leaving. And there, we have a photo in the show notes. There's a photo when she's leaving with her doctor, wow. uh, Lisa. You can see she's checking Hillary's pulse. So and, why is her doctor there? Why is her doctor there, Chase? Exactly. And why did they – why was there an emergency – why was there an emergency exit that had to – that the Secret Service wasn't prepared for? What you need to understand, this is – this clip is actually extremely important because – if it had been a planned exit, we never would have seen any of this. Because they were at the exit before the Secret Service was ready, Hillary had to wait. She had to stand up against that Ballard. If it had been a planned exit, they, the door would have, the car would have been parked there and the door would have been open waiting for her. her. The head of her detail had to open the door for her and she had to lean. She was leaning on a barrier waiting for the vehicle to arrive. It wasn't there waiting for her. If it had been a planned departure, uh, the vehicle would have been there. She would not have had to stand there and wait. So, If it had been a planned departure, she wouldn't have had to stand there and wait. And if it hadn't been for this guy uploading the video to Twitter, we never would have had this video footage. Right. And they, they would have just kept it at overheating. They, nev- they never would have changed from overheating if this footage hadn't come out. That, I think, is massively, massively important. But we're told it's pneumonia. We're being told by the Clinton campaign tonight that Hillary Clinton was diagnosed with pneumonia two days before today's episode at Ground Zero. 
So she's diagnosed with pneumonia, even though she's at a national security session on Friday. Uh, and Bill's out helping, too. This Bill's out talking for Hillary. He's out campaigning. And the media's helping along with him. Now, here's a little example. It's a mystery to me and all of her doctors. Rarely, but on more than one occasion over the last many, many years, the same sort of things happen to her. Rarely. I want to play it back. Rarely, but on more than one occasion, the same things happen. It's a mystery to me and all of her doctors. Rarely, but on more than one occasion over the last many, many years, the same sort of things happened to her when she just got severely dehydrated. Now, you're pretty quick, Chase. Did you catch it? Yeah. Uh, there's an edit Yeah, there. there there's, a, there's a weird... Cut to of, Charlie. Yeah. So here's the full clip, unedited. That video that was taken, you wonder if... If it's not more serious no, no, she, than dehydration. She's then. been, uh, well, if it is, it's a mystery to me and all of her doctors because it's frequently, not frequently, not uh, That wasn't in the last clip. No, it was not. The one, that, the one that aired on CBS Evening News, that's the first one I played. Wow. This is the one that, play, that aired later after, uh, on the end, that was released to the internet after CBS got in trouble. He said frequently at first. Why did they edit I'm, I'm throwing it out. I know. Actually, CBS did have to release a statement. Uh, I bet they, they said did. they edited it down for time. Ah, but, here, but here's the bullshit thing they said. They said, in order to meet deadline, we edited it down for time. In order to meet the air deadline. Right. Adding more editing delays. Right. I, 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 we all know that. <laughs> so that is such a bullshit excuse. That it, so here, yeah, they cut out him saying frequently. Not frequently. No, no, no. No, not so frequently. Cu- Wrong so word. I, I'm going to go back. I'll play the original CBS interview, the one that aired on the CBS Evening News. This is this it's one. It's to me and all of her doctors. Rarely. They cover it right there. They cover it with the cut to Charlie. You see, that's how you, that's how, you, you, oh, there's having a conversation. They hide the cut with Charlie. It's a mystery to me and all of her doctors. Rarely, but on more than one occasion. So rarely, but on more than one occasion. But actually, he said frequently. That video that was taken. You wonder if, if it's not more serious. No, no. She, than dehydration. She's then. been, uh, well, if it is, it's a mystery to me and all of her doctors. Because it's frequently, not frequently. Not Can you believe this? Rarely, and by the way, more- that edit was the worst edit in the world. Yeah. Because people caught it. Well, not only that, but, you know. When you and I edit, if we hear see this little spike in the audio, you can see it. Yeah, you can just kind of tail it back a little bit so you don't hear it. Yep. That's bad. I, Bill is flubbing. I, he, I think the Clinton campaign is scrambling, and and I think I don't know if it's age or what, but he's flubbing. Did Did you hear about this flub? This is today. Look, uh, I'm first. I'm glad to have a chance to stand in for Hillary today. Uh, she did it for me for a long time. It's about time I showed up and did it for her. I, uh, uh-huh. But I just talked to her. She's feeling great, and I think she'll be back out there tomorrow. So I, uh, it's crazy time we live in, you know, when people think there's something unusual about getting the flu. Next time I checked. What did he say? Getting the flu. Last time I checked, millions of people were getting it every year. The f- what, did, what did he just say? I, the uh, flu. It's crazy time we live in, you know, when people think there's something unusual about getting the flu. Next. How does how does Bill Clinton m- misunderstand life-threatening pneumonia that caused his wife to faint at a 9-11 event and with just the flu? The flu. Time I checked, last time I checked, millions of people were getting it every year. He can't keep the lies straight anymore. He's getting, maybe he's getting too old. He can't keep the lies or, straight anymore. Or maybe he can't say pneumonia. 
Then, of course, <laughs> you have MSNBC, which did the most unbelievable soft peddling of the Hillary collapse. Um, of course, the big story today has been the fact that Secretary Clinton left rather unceremoniously, having become overheated. We should say the weather has been horrific, very hot. Hey, Chase, no, was, whoa, the, was the weather hurt? Was it horrific, Chase? No, actually, uh, for New York, because it's New York, uh, it was in the 80s, not as humid as it can be. So, and, and in fact, most people reported it was overcast with a breeze. Now, there are some people, and I don't know if you have anything on this, so if you do, cut me off immediately. But some people were saying, well, if she was overheating, why didn't she take off her jacket? And then the whole theory around that is, well, you can't take off your jacket because it's a bulletproof jacket. Yeah, I think I could I could honestly under I could buy overheating degree if she has like a thyroid issue or something like I could buy it. I that's that's fine. Um it's it but it does project a weakness at a nine eleven memorial event and collapsing. That is a collapsing oh. at a nine eleven memorial is a is very figurative. It's, I forgot to say this by the way, uh way earlier. The reason why I'm not ringing my bell on every instance of 9-11 is because you would think there would be a phone ringing because I'd be ringing it yeah, so this much. Week it's, yeah, this week. Yeah, you're not going to. So gonna. this is, I just play a little more of MSNBC totally downplaying this event. Extremely oh. humid temperatures. She was adorned in a, a long-sleeved coat, uh, a, a pantsuit. And so what we will see here now I mean, is look at all those other getting people into with, the car. Like, getting into the car. Suits. And now listen, and listen to the way she describes what's happening to Hillary. A little bit unstable there. A little bit unstable there. She yeah. was a, a little bit wobbly. That's, I think, an appropriate word to use. <laughs> you can see right there. Again, she had become overheated. I couldn't even. <laughs> it's just they're down. MSNBC was panicking, panicking. Um, and then the, then the message got out. The, the, the message was clear. Uh, Hillary is strong, and you see, she just wants to power through this, Chase. It's not that she wanted to lie. It's not that she's not trustworthy. She wants to power through it. just wanted to power through. She just wanted to power through her schedule. So she wanted to just power through and keep doing it. I As appreciate all senator. of her desire to, to power through. To power through and get things done. She tried to power through it. It was Hillary Clinton's decision, essentially, to power through with a candidate who famously wants to power through these things. She's going to try and power through. We say when you get a cold, just power through. Power through. They thought she could power through. They thought she could power through. They thought uh, that she could power through it. Wants to power through things. That too, that the powering through. Back. Governor uh, Jennifer Granholm said women just power through these things and I get it. I try to power through all my illnesses. Hillary Clinton had a very busy day on Friday and she powered through that day. Yet she powered through. Powering through illness is what women do every day. She continued powering through. Uh, I think about mothers powering through. I mean, she powered through that week. I'm going to power through. That was that was that was her way. You think maybe the Clinton campaign put out the word use power through? Yeah, uh, keyword power through. So we have one of the one of the there's no video on that particular clip uh, uh, that was collected over radio, but that also plays some TV stations. Um, this is a litmus test for the media. If they call it stumbling, if they call it overheating, if they say powering through, they are taking their talking points from the Clinton campaign. There are unique moments in history where the media's cards are left hanging exposed for all of us to see. Yeah. And you can see how they how they speak about these things and what they're not telling you tells you as much as what they should be telling you. And I want to go off now into a territory that I don't take any pleasure from. This is an area that has... We have spent a lot of time looking into this, and I hope we're wrong. And I'm going to say right up front, this is just a hypothesis. And this we're is, not medical experts in any way. Right. Uh, and we are going to play clips from a medical expert because he managed to summarize these things in a well-spoken, succinct way. But they're, they're 
Last week, I backed off a little bit, probably more than I should have, because I've been suspecting something's up for several weeks. And you and I have been talking about it behind the scenes for weeks. And last week, I had a lot more clips that I decided not to play in the show because I just started feeling weird about it. And I backed off on Hillary's health. But last the week for 203, I went back to 2008 and I got clips, and it's still in the supporter sync if you want to see it, of Hillary having coughing fits and fainting oh, spells yeah. since February of 2008. And she has had several falling events that are very serious. Some of them were completely hidden, like her blood clot until her memoir. This is – there has been a lot of covering up here. In fact, I have links to an original blood clot that Hillary covered up in 1998. She even hid it from her most inner staff. That's all of this there – is, there is extensive links and references in the show notes this week. If you hear us talking fast and loose with facts, trust that we have referenced them in the show notes I want to start with someone you've probably heard about because he's getting quite a bit of recognition because it's pretty hard to argue with his conclusions. Put your politics aside for a moment because this is about who is going to be the leader of the United States and this is who we are going to elect. Put your poli- politics aside, whichever side they are, and I, I want you to consider the following. We're going to cover a little bit of what Dr. Ted Noel has been covering on his YouTube channel. And if you're not familiar with him, here's an introduction. Welcome to vidzet.com. My name is Ted Noel. I'm a medical doctor with 36 years of experience, but I am not Hillary Clinton's treating physician. So I can't claim that what I'm about to tell you is a conclusive diagnosis. What I can do is exactly what the CIA does. I look at the public record and then I put it together to see if there's a single story that explains all of the odd things we see with Hillary and arrive at an answer as to what's going on medically. There is there is so much more going on here than uh, simple pneumonia. And I encourage you to check out his channel, VidZetty, V-I-D-Z-E-T-T-E, because I'm only going to play a few clips and he has much longer videos that go into much more detail. But I want to play a little bit of his uh, coverage, and I think to do the so just to do the most precise coverage of it, I want to talk. I want to cover the parts where he he goes through some of the video clips and pictures we're all kind of familiar with that we've been looking at for a while, and breaks down what we might actually be seeing here. Video evidence. In April, Hillary Clinton spent a large part of an appearance nodding her head. To most people, that was just odd. But if we think about Parkinson's disease, it's obvious. This is a head nodding tremor. She was simply present as discussion went on around her and the tremor showed up as she was at rest. The same tremor showed up when Bernie Sanders endorsed her for president. One- Do you remember we commented on the fact that her head was just nodding in the yeah, background? Yeah. We got an email in from not somebody who has Parkinson's, but from a family member of a Parkinson's sufferer. Right. And he said that he feels like Hillary – this is what, one of the things that really got me on this track is I, he says, I've been watching her for a while and it feels like I see it in her hands he talks about. Uh, he talks about her hands, which we'll get right. to in a moment. Yeah. But I remember, I remember the nodding stood out very much and like you and I commented on the, the, the – Yeah, it's a very unusual. Yeah. The website counted over 400 nods then. Before we go further, it's necessary to fill in some medical background. Parkinson's disease causes tremors at rest. That is, when a hand is simply resting, the tremor can take over, but using the hand in a purposeful act will suppress the tremor. Other things that Parkinson's sufferers often do is to place their hands in unnatural and even painful positions. One very common feature is placing the middle finger above the back of the index finger rather than leaving it in line with the others. On May 2, Hillary Clinton is standing on a stage without a lectern. 
As she speaks, she uses two techniques to hide tremors in her hands. First, she keeps her hands busy. Second, when she's not using her free hand, she presses it to her chest thus making any tremor almost invisible. That's actually something, I guess, when you have Parkinson's, that they teach you to do. That's what I was told by this family member. Wow, really? The problem with this strategy is that it's not perfect. So there she does it. In the beginning, Hillary's right hand behaves normally as she waves it around to emphasize her speech. Then she presses it to her chest briefly. Then she gestures again with her right hand. But this time, her Parkinson's disease takes over and it's likely she isn't even aware of it. See how her pinky Hillary. goes under her uh, – so you should try doing this with your hand. It's extremely uncomfortable. She puts her pinky under her middle finger. Wow. Yeah, I see that. It's really uncomfortable. Hillary's right hand assumes a frankly painful position, which includes her middle finger above her index finger. Professionals who care for Parkinson's patients recognize this as a common Parkinson's disease hand posture. This is one of the most famous of Hillary's odd events. This is what the whole internet called a stroke, which never never seemed right to me. I and mean, we didn't yeah. give it a lot of coverage because I felt like the online sort of discussion around it was missing probably a greater truth. One of the reporters there, Lisa Lehrer, has written that it was nothing important. But the video tells a different story. Several reporters shouted questions at the same time. Immediately, Hillary's head started to bob in an exaggerated manner slowed down, and then repeated bobbing. After that, she ad-libbed, you've got to try the ice chai. Several websites have called this a seizure. It's not. It's another Parkinson's disease problem, but this time it's from the treatment, not the disease. It's an example of Parkinson's disease levodopa-induced dyskinesia, or PD-LID. There's only one basic medicine that's effective in managing Parkinson's disease. Levodopa replaces dopamine the brain loses as cells in the substantia nigra, one of the coordination centers in the brain, die. Levodopa generally works well, but not all of the time. A freeze can happen randomly with a visual stimulus or in a moment of stress. In this case, multiple questions at the same time created stress, and when Hillary froze, PD-LID took over. PD-LID causes odd motions, such as Hillary's exaggerated head movements. It doesn't cause loss of consciousness, so she was able to recover verbally. PD-LID happens to every Parkinson's disease sufferer who has been on levodopa for more than 10 years. It's a side effect of the drug, and there is no effective treatment. And that's from the Michael J. Fox Parkinson's Foundation, which I've spent a lot of time on this week. And you also probably remember that big bug-eyed look she had up. Oh, at yeah. The, I wrote that off as... Uh, the balloons? Yeah, I thought what you're seeing there is Hillary Clinton being an extremely fake and dishonest, dis- disgenuous person, and she's overreacting like a right. child, like she's like treating people like child, but... Uh, I disagree now. I don't think so. All of us are familiar with Michael J. Fox. On the left, we see him in Back to the Future. On the right, we see him off his meds, showing the full fury of Parkinson's disease. Notice his eyes. This bug-eyed look is common in Parkinson's disease. Which she has in a lot of photos. It especially happens, I guess, when she her attention is drawn somewhere else. And when you focus on something, some parts of your body that you don't pay attention to anymore, the Parkinson's takes over and you, it's, it's involuntary. Right. 
At the Democratic National Convention during the balloon drop, we saw an astonishing scene. Hillary saw something directly ahead. A normal startle reaction would lock her in that direction, but that's not what happens. Instead, her head jerks hard left, then up. Her eyes pull right, and her head follows. Then her eyes reverse to the left, and her head follows again. All through this, her mouth is unnaturally wide open, and she has bug eyes. Every element of this is common in Parkinson's disease. When this was shown to Parkinson's disease patients and caregivers, there was no doubt. This is probably a freeze where PD-LID caused an oculogyric crisis. Yeah, that's, I think one of the things is just like we don't know, we don't fully understand how Secret Service protocol works. So we don't fully appreciate what went down being super odd because we don't, we don't really understand how that yeah, world we works. Really, yeah. We also, most of us don't have familiarity with Parkinson's. So there's people that are watching her right now. They're saying, you don't see this. This is obvious because the rest of the world doesn't doesn't see doesn't see these things, these signs, because we haven't been trained. We haven't been exposed to it. A week or so later, Hillary declared that she had, quote, short circuited, closed quote, a false response to Chris Wallace of Fox News. That's a very strange comment since the term short circuit is not in slang usage. But it is used to describe what's going on in the brain of Parkinson's patients. It's likely that Hillary heard it in a visit to her doctor and simply repeated it uncritically, not realizing that she was revealing another view into her Parkinson's disease. Now, at this point, I can see you're thinking in the chat rooms thinking, well, this is like FDR. FDR hid his polio from the public. FDR... This is not like FDR. See, Parkinson's leads to dementia, and it leads to critically damaging your ability to make important decisions, which turns out to be a vital aspect of being a president. This, what FDR hid, didn't fundamentally alter his ability to make decisions. Right. What Hillary Clinton may be hiding, we don't know. Again, this is a hypothesis, and we God hope it's not true. Oh, man, I hope it's not true. It's, I don't like, it's, I'm not it's, a fan it's, of it's Hillary. A, it's a, I know, and... And that's one thing I, I want to But it is clear. nothing like what no. FDR did. And, and, and another thing, too, you don't want to see anybody, even though, yeah, we've, we've come down on Hillary really, really hard yeah. on the show, to see anybody come down with that debilitating yeah. disease is awful. Okay, I want to keep moving because there's All a lot right. to cover. Yeah. Do you remember when we covered this? Oh, yeah. This was the freeze that she had when a protester came up, and then the Secret Service agent that runs up to her here... This guy, yeah, it's you'll first of all, Secret Service agents don't normally touch the person they're protecting. That's extremely unusual unless you're trying to get there, unless you're trying to bring them back. But if you, I'm not a hundred. I have not. I've only very. I've only have one source to show this, and I have it linked and referenced in the show notes. But I have found, I have found what appears to be signs or links or whatever you want to call it, that he was he was Bill Clinton's heart doctor back when Clinton when Bill got heart surgery or whatever he had. I believe he is also. Potentially, potentially a, a, a medic, but an actual as part of the actual Secret Service detail. Wow. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Just keep talking. You never see. See how he's got his hands yeah. on her. You're okay. This is not something Secret Service. It's not protocol. But if you've been a Clinton doctor since Bill got heart surgery for years, you might be a little more connected. You might be a little closer. You might also be aware that she's having a freeze. Talking, you handle it. We're not going anywhere. Okay, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> keep talking, man. Keep talking. Okay, we'll keep talking. 
That's a really weird reaction. Yeah, it is. On August 6, Hillary is talking at a rally. A disturbance in the crowd catches her eye, and she freezes. An aide comes to her and rubs her back while saying, It's okay. We're still here. Keep talking. When she comes out of the freeze, she says, It's okay. We're not going anywhere. We'll keep talking. When a Parkinson's sufferer is in a freeze, brain function slows way down. That limits the options when the freeze breaks. So Hillary echoes what she heard during the freeze as a way to get her brain back up to speed. It's another common Parkinson's event. I want to also mention that all of this so far it was posted before the 9-11 event. All of this was his analysis before her collapse. This is one of many coughing fits we see. Hillary doesn't have bronchitis. You know, what else do we always see when, when she has these coughing fits? She drinks a ton of water. Right. right, and she wants a glass of water, not a bottle, but I've noticed that too. Yep. you did. Yeah, yeah. Her campaign released a statement saying they can never get her to drink water, and that's why she's dehydrated. And, and then the, the direct quote was, you try to tell Hillary to drink water, but whenever we see her in public, she's, she's down in water. And I, I mean, so when I said I went back to 2008, in a lot of those clips, she's drinking water the entire time. She's down in it. Wow. Rather, this is evidence of a swallowing disorder, which is common in Parkinson's disease. When Parkinson's sufferers develop swallowing disorders, they get saliva or food on their vocal cords. All of us have gotten a drop down the wrong way and know how persistent the cough can be. As this progresses, fluids go down into the lungs and ultimately cause pneumonia. What? Wow. Now, this was before 9-11. Wow. This aspiration pneumonia is the most common cause of death in Parkinson's disease. Holy shit. Okay, that's, that's, that's interesting. Now he start at this point, he really started to get my attention. And so now we go to his videos, his analysis, post 9-11 collapse. About 90 minutes after her collapse, Hillary is seen on the sidewalk, smiling, waving, and greeting a child. Her campaign released a statement by Dr. Lisa Bardak that she had become, quote, overheated and dehydrated at the event and was now fine. The non-medical media can be excused a little bit here, but their medical reporters simply have not been asking the necessary questions. Could it be that we've heard this story before? When Hillary fell in 2005, it was blamed on dehydration. Ditto for 2009 when she broke her elbow and in 2012 when she struck her head and had that concussion. Shortly thereafter, Hillary developed a transverse sinus thrombosis, possibly brought on by dehydration, this time due to influenza she suffered after the fall. Do I sense a pattern here? Yeah, it's always dehydration. Even Bill. like, Yeah, since, yeah, yeah. It was, frequently. Yeah. I mean, let's but, edit that out. There's also a couple of other interesting elements. Did you catch the, the hip glasses she was wearing at the event? No. They're a special Zeiss lens. Let's look at the evidence. It has been the premise of this analyst that Hillary Clinton has Parkinson's disease. And that leads us to new data points. At the memorial... Hillary Clinton was wearing striking blue sunglasses. These are the same ones we saw her wear at the Chappaqua Memorial Day celebration. But at ground zero, the day was overcast. Now, if you are listening, in the video, he's showing video tests of a Parkinson's patient. And uh, he's currently suffering badly from the symptoms of Parkinson's. 
Very few other people were wearing sunglasses. He can barely walk. And none in the news coverage I checked were this unusual, brilliant blue. See how that guy is really, I mean, he's yeah. barely got control of his body. He walked around, sat he, back well, down. He walked to the X and yeah. walked back. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Now, watch what happens when he puts on the same exact type of sunglasses. Is she wearing them? Because in a number of cases, these blue lenses improve major motion disorders such as Parkinson's disease. Now, the guy puts on the sunglasses and it's almost a – I mean, he's still obviously suffering from Parkinson's. Right. Uh, but, but he's partly at a more advanced state. Though. Yeah. But look at him. Now he can walk to the X and he can walk back. Wow. And he can th- – those sunglasses make a huge difference for him. Um, and the there are pictures of the sunglasses where you can see there's uh, – there is some sort of lensing going on. And so I looked it up and there is a – it's a Zeiss lens type. Um, and it, that I think is – that's – it's not the first time Hillary's worn weird glasses. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton – We saw her testify before Congress wearing the glasses she's been wearing. Well, they turn out to be another consequence of that serious concussion and blood clot. ABC's chief White House correspondent, Jonathan Carl, tells us what the administration confirmed today. We learned something new today about what Hillary Clinton was going through when she gave that tough, emotionally charged testimony on Capitol Hill this week. What difference at this point Remember does that? it make? Those glasses she was wearing were no fashion statement. If you look closer in the left lens, notice those vertical lines. Those lines are an indication she is still dealing with side effects from the concussion she suffered after falling six weeks ago. When she fell, she failed to catch herself. This is something that people don't talk a lot about, but her reflexes didn't kick in. So this this isn't this, this falling thing is common and. The first wearing weird glass. Not the first time she's worn weird glasses either. It's I think it's worth noting. Uh, so now he looks specifically at the collapse video itself. Here I must thank a multitude of observers, including Parkinson's disease family members. So this guy has gotten a bit of notoriety uh, primarily by the alternative media, which is being used against him because if people like Alex Jones mention his name, now all of a sudden you can say this guy is. And he, in one of his videos, references InfoWars. So, of course, this guy is totally – everybody write everything he says off, right? Right. Even though these observations seem completely legitimate, just write everything he says off because that is the logical fallacy, the little little lie you can tell yourself to excuse everything he's saying. And so a lot of people are trying to discredit him. But specifically, you can look at his comments and you can look at the you can look at the feedback he's getting. You can see Parkinson's family members that are giving him information and talking to this man. Yeah. People are emailing me. I've got info. I've right. gotten tweets from people about this. This is people are really fired up about this. And so when he ta- this, I think, is some of the most telling information. As the Scooby van rolls up, she's leaning against a bollard. A woman at her left is steadying her to prevent a fall either to the right or to the left. Her torso and head are wooden in their posture with no apparent conscious motion, and her right leg is rigidly extended. The Secret Service cannot allow a protected person to remain in one place like this during an extraction because that could allow a sniper. To- so this this is an unplanned extraction, and right. this one of the things about these extractions is they have to move very quickly because they were not able to secure the perimeter like they normally would. They couldn't go out and check for and snipers. Check everything, right. Yeah. Get off a shot. So they must get Hillary into the van as quickly as possible. And that's where the scene gets interesting. Hillary does not assist the team in any way. 
As they pull her forward, her right leg buckles and she falls forward. They continue to carry her forward into the van, but her head does not turn. Her neck does not bend forward, but remains rigid. Then we lose our view of her. If you or I are falling forward, we will act to protect ourselves. We will push our hands forward to break our fall while bending our head forward to see how we can best protect ourselves. Hillary does none of this. She is frozen in position, incapable of protecting herself or assisting the team. It's as if she's a mannequin. Let's tell the story as if Hillary has Parkinson's disease. When she decided to exit, her levodopa levels were falling. This, again, is an extremely important thing to understand is these, these dopamine levels that he talks about. I obviously have no idea what I'm talking about, but I want you to pay attention specifically to this because it explains why she might have, she might have been able to tell something was coming and why she could bounce back in 90 minutes. Her levodopa levels were falling. She had familiar symptoms of an off state on its way, so she decided to beat feet to the exit, but she wasn't quite quick enough. The Secret Service didn't get the Scooby van to the curb in time, so she had to stop for a few seconds. During that wait, she had a Parkinson's freeze. Fortunately, she was at the bollard and could be gently leaned against it while being steadied. A few seconds later, the van arrived and Hillary was still in the middle of the freeze. She was aware of events, but the freeze prevented her from getting any commands to her body. The Secret Service couldn't wait, so they started her forward. Her body did not cooperate. She was a mannequin. At this point, our medical reporter must ask if it is appropriate to take a pneumonia patient who has collapsed anywhere but a hospital. It's obvious that this illness is serious. But they go to Chelsea's apartment. (laughs) I want to just stop here for a second because it does get off into the weeds a bit. Linked in the show notes, Chelsea's apartment is like a $10 million penthouse. Yeah, it's... And uh, at the same address is a senior medical care facility is listed. Oh. And it's 0.4 miles away from where Hillary went in 2012 when she fell. Oh. So it's, it is possible, and I don't think it's that unreasonable because I have actual personal experience with this I'll tell you about in a moment. I think it's possible that Chelsea's apartment is outfitted with probably some level of medical care, uh, probably su- but w- by what you and I would consider to be very sophisticated. And I'll tell you why I kind of feel confident in this particular speculation, which it is, All right. besides the fact that there's a senior care facility registered at the same address. I had a I had a uh, I had a client a gynecology client in downtown Seattle that had that owned one half of a floor in a Seattle building and the other half of the floor was owned by the Gates family and it was a general medical hospital for the Gates family in general and they also like when the Gates family would go there and they needed like a gynecology doctor these doctors in this in the Seattle building were like some of the best doctors. Wow. I mean, these were the best vagina doctors. And <laughs> they would go across the hall to go to the gates because what the gates would do is they would go in there and it's like an apartment. So you're not going to some crummy, you know, sterile hospital that the peasants right. go to. Yeah. You're going to a penthouse that actually has a bedroom and a kitchen and a full medical area. And the gates just, I think they have several of these all over the place. And one of them was in Seattle. And the only reason I knew about it is because 
it all came into a switch room and I had to ask questions one day. And so I had to go talk to the doctor to find out where these wires were going. Wow. So it is not uncommon, I think, for the elite to just rent out a room. And make, like it, make it something. She has, right. she has a $10 million penthouse. She has the entire floor. And it's 0.4 miles away from where Hillary got service before. It seems very possible that the reason they rushed her there was so she could get very private care. And they and they're set up to help her in the way that she needs. So the, and they're not going to the not the taking not taking her to the hospital is a massive tell. And then she walked out ninety minutes later. She just walks out ninety minutes later feeling great. Well, she supposedly has pneumonia that makes her pass out. Right. There is a way to explain this if you apply the Parkinson's hypothesis. Continuing our hypothetical story, on the way to Chelsea's apartment, Hillary breaks out of her freeze. She takes a levodopa pill. In a few minutes, she's feeling better, and by an hour and a half, she's back to her normal. To show off how healthy she is, she goes outside, smiles, waves, and greets a kid. If Hillary has pneumonia bad enough to make her collapse, she's not going to be able to put on that happy face for the cameras. She's sick. So her PR stunt puts the lie to the story. It really does. In their scramble, in this 90 minutes, they issue statements saying that she was too warm and dehydrated. Then later they issue statements saying she has pneumonia. They are in full scramble mode. And keep in mind, when she decided to come out and do the PR stunt, her campaign wasn't aware this video of her fainting was out yet. Really? That if you if you look at the timeline, oh, yeah, yeah. It, the timeline, the video wasn't getting press coverage. It was at that point what was happening was it was rampant online and uh, Drudge reported linked to it. Which means it's blowing up. And so when Strudge Report linked to it, at least this is my observation as I was watching it in real time Sunday morning before the Linux Action Show. Once the Drudge Report linked to it, international media started covering it pretty heavily. Right. And once international media started covering it and the internet and Twitter started – it started trending on Twitter, then mainstream media started getting the uh, clip. In this time, Rupert Murdoch's uh, online media company acquired the rights to the video, bought the rights, and then minutes later sold the rights to all the other media companies. And every time they play the video, Murdoch gets a royalty fee. Wow. It was a – it all just went down super crazy. So these – at the time Hillary walked out and did this PR stunt, these negotiations were literally in progress for them to be able to loop the video. So the campaign had no idea that this was about to be exposed because they had told the press, you can't follow us and you can't shoot us at the event. They thought they were in the clear. clear. So the over – so if she's overheated and dehydrated – she, her, her own hubris, her, her own ego, her own drive to, to set the narrative blows the entire lie because if she supposedly is so sick with pneumonia, there's no way 90 minutes later she's walking out, she's feeling much better, she's waving, she's posing with a young child. It's not happening. You can see how the official story simply falls apart when examined, but all that does is show that Hillary is lying. When we add our Parkinson's disease hypothesis, we have an explanation that fits all the known facts. So she got her dopamine shot, whatever the hell that is. She's feeling better now. She can walk. She's fully functional. She's under control of her facilities. And not only did she come out and hug a child, not only did she supposedly have a a national security session that Mike Morell was at on Friday when she was diagnosed with pneumonia, which I would suppose would still be extremely contagious at that point, I would think. And you wouldn't be at a session if you were sick. Uh, But as she got to the 9-11 event, she's embracing people like crazy. This is she's there. She's hugging everybody. If she's got pneumonia, is she, I mean, honestly, 
I'm, I'm honestly asking you, is it very likely that she'd be doing that? By the way, this footage right here is the footage that people are claiming is a neurological exam. It is not. It is her pinning something on Hillary's shirt. That is, that is, if you see people saying online that she was getting a field neurological exam, that's crap. People right. were just taking that still image and claiming that's what it was. Right. There's Chuck Schumer, though, waving at her, who supposedly has pneumonia. <clears throat> Legitimately, Chuck Schumer supposedly has pneumonia. And this is where I think the pneumonia idea took fire. They were scrambling. They, they, they later leaked stories saying that plenty of people in the, in the Hillary Clinton group have pneumonia, but that's right. total bullshit. Wow. Chuck Schumer, I think, really does have pneumonia. She's there. She meets with Chuck Schumer. She says, I'm not feeling well. Oh, yeah, I have pneumonia. I think this might have been where the entire idea came from. It, it, there's no way she'd be embracing people like that if she's supposedly sick. Now, Chuck Schumer, I think, was diagnosed more than a week ago. Wow. Your thoughts on, on what's unfolding behind the scenes? Now, imagine, after all of this, what the DNC might be thinking. So I want to, I want to get to that. We're almost done with all of this. Uh, I just I want to end with, I know this is a lot of speculation. I feel like if you're able to put your politics aside and just remove the R or D, this is definitely, her health is a bigger issue than they're letting us to believe. And we are about... We are about, what, 55 days, something like 56 yeah. days away from the election at this yeah. point. This is, this is a massive problem. And I want to talk about Trump's response, too. But before we get to Trump, before we get to Trump, I do want to talk about uh, the possibilities if she's super sick. There is rumors that the DNC is making contingency plans Your right now. Your thoughts on what's unfolding behind the scenes? Well, what's unfolding behind the scenes is that, first of all, there's something of a panic at the Democratic National Committee about whether it is just pneumonia, as the Clinton campaign suggests. And because the Democratic National Committee from Donna Brazil and all the rest were completely blindsided by this, the Clinton campaign, the people who knew didn't bother to call anybody at the DNC. It was Guess what? That does not make them happy. Simply, they had to find out from the media. So a lot of people at the Democratic National Committee who they may like Hillary Clinton, but they're not sure what to believe with her. Don't don't you think also that if she truly – wouldn't she have notified the DNC too that she has pneumonia? You would think. Because it's going to affect campaign. Yeah, absolutely. They're now thinking, gosh, she's done it again. What else could possibly be going on here? So the, there have been a flurry of emails and phone calls and discussions about what, exactly what Don Feller was suggesting, making sure that everybody who would be part of a committee decision if – Hillary withdraws, that they know what the process would be. And She has to withdraw. That's key. Who do you think they'd? Uh, who do you think they'd toss in? Who do you think they? Well, who well, do you think I, it would I, be? I've already heard that you know, uh, and I've heard this on the radio, and I, I think I read an article about this that they're already floating that oh, Tim Kaine would be a, a what? A, yeah. No, nope, 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 really, nope, nope, nope. That's what I. That's what I heard. Nope. They've been telling myself and other journalists now that if there was a vote, the vote would be for Joe Biden. Joe what? Biden, yeah, Joe Biden, and the and the Bernie campaign is pissed because they're like, "Hey, I've got the super delegates, but this is why this guy says it's not going to be Bernie." Well, and it gets down to the arcane bylaws at the DNC. Most of the general counsel, the lawyers at the DNC, say that um, if it goes to a committee decision, if the nominee withdraws after the convention, then the committee votes, and there has to be a preponderance, at least fifty percent of the of the members would have to vote on this. However, Ed, it's been so interesting to hear some of the supporters for Bernie Sanders, and perhaps a lawyer might argue this at the DNC. Bernie Sanders' language at the convention was to suspend the rules. He didn't use the language where he was simply turning over all of his delegates. So the Sanders 
team yeah. would argue, they're and gonna they fight will it. argue if Hillary actually decides yeah, to get out, fight. they will we argue that no, it should go to the person who has the runner-up number of delegates. So expect a huge <laughs> battle between those two candidates. This could be a mess if it goes this direction, which wow. who the hell knows. But pneumonia in, Unbelievable. A, pneumonia in a 70-year-old woman is an extremely serious thing if it is pneumonia. Even that alone is is very serious. And so if, even if it's not something – even if it's not something worse. However, if you are an unfiltered supporter, I encourage you to look at last week's 203's Supporter Sync where I have a lot more uh, Hillary Health clips and then also check the show notes for this week's episode. In the meantime, there – besides Bill going out and flubbing saying that she has the flu, uh, your buddy – My good friend. Barry is out uh, stumping for Hillary too. Good morning, Carol. As you mentioned, his first solo appearance of the campaign season uh, for uh, Hillary Clinton. He is eager, the White House says, to defend and to protect his legacy and also to try to help turn out the Obama coalition, the young voters, minority voters, college-educated women voters that Hillary Clinton is going to need to win in November. So that's a pretty good campaigner. So let let me just throw out some questions that I have in my head that I know some people probably have in their heads. And that is, first off, okay, let's say, for example, that the theory that, you know, the hypothesis that Hillary has Parkinson's is true. All right, let's say it's true for a minute and that she's been hiding this for years, obviously, and only close key people know that she has I would say barely anybody. You really think so? There are some there are some emails that suggest Uma might know, um, and I have those linked in the show notes. Because because I think that's key about who knows. Because let's say for example, if Obama knew, and all and all these other people that are trumping for her. Sorry, I don't mean to well, use. Well, so I don't know how much her knew. So Colin that, Powell that could, that could implode the whole Democratic. Uh, Party. This is totally speculation, but Colin Powell's emails were leaked uh, today, and um, I talk about some of them in the overtime. And in there, he talks about how he witnessed Hillary in 2015 barely making it up the stairs and speculating that there's something wrong with her health with a, with a Democrat uh, right. fundraiser guy. Right. So I think there's people that suspect something's going on because that would be emails from 2015. Right. But I don't know. I, uh, so when so in 1998, Hillary had a blood clot, and uh, only about two people on her staff ended up knowing about it. The rest of the staff, because it was in her leg. Assumed that she'd pulled a muscle working out too much, and Hillary just chose never to correct the record, and so it just became, it became fact that Hillary uh, had pulled a muscle when in reality it was a blood clot. The, the the thing that is revealed about this by the doctor that treated Hillary is that is that is hundreds of people that thought it was that she had misled about a simple thing like a blood clot in the leg. I think there's I think it's telling that she sort of has a history of covering up issues. So she also she also had issues that she like these medical records that she supposedly released today are from the same Lisa doctor that is totally in uh, is totally bogus. I don't I don't I don't have I don't find any credibility in this doctor. She seems to be in the pocket of the Clintons writing anything that they want her to write. She's just as bad as Trump's doctor. My 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 thing is, though, whether you you hate or like Hillary Clinton or Trump or Johnson or any of the people out there that are running. I, I just can't – it's hard for me to fathom and believe that somebody who is running for president of the United States of America would put their ego and, and their attitude. And yeah. and the, the only thing that I come back to in my head is maybe it's not about a matter of ego. It's a matter of she's taken so much money and so much payoff 
from you know corporations and and special interests and countries that she has to follow through. She has no choice because her family her family is in the lurch, and that's makes me that could, wonder. That's a really interesting perspective, and I think it's definitely one considering the one I've been thinking is it is so. Colin Powell in his email said that she has unbridled ambition. Is how he described her. He said that he said that he doesn't want to vote for her. He said that he's concerned that she's 70 years old and has unbridled ambition is what he said. That he would, he, but he's going to vote for her, but he doesn't want to is what he said. Right. Uh, and I think if you think of her in that context and something else that strikes me that I have, I have heard from people that have written about Hillary or know Hillary for a long time. And this phrase you may have even heard before is she's been running for president for her entire life. Like people have speculated that the reason she put up with the Mona Lewinsky and all of the other scandals – and the entire reason she has been with Bill this entire time is to build to this. She went from first lady and she was – she was. I don't remember if you recall, but she was, she was considered a very controversial first lady because oh, yeah. uh, a lot of people thought that she was running things. I don't know if you remember, but a lot of people I thought that she – there was, there was a lot of grousing on the air. It was very sexist actually. It was a lot of sexist grousing that Hillary wore the pants in the relationship and who really calls the shots in the White House. These were all things that were said about Hillary – probably because there was some truth behind it. Then she goes into the Senate using connections. And if you follow that story, it's extremely interesting. Then she runs a, she runs a, a, a hell of a race in 2008, loses to Obama. And in, according to Colin Powell, again, in his leaks that came out today, never forgives Obama for this, takes the secretary of state of job, secretary of state job to further the Clinton Foundation's interest, uses that time to become massively famous. Once she leaves, she takes unbelievable money from universities, all to prepare a war chest for running for president. This woman has been preparing to be for president at least since Bill's been in office, if not since she first was a senate back in the early 80s. Senator, right. Senate, no, a Senate aide back in oh, the early Senate 80s. I'm sorry, yeah. She has been involved in government since the 70s wow. in yeah. various levels of different corruption for a long time. This, I, I truly believe this woman has been working to be the first woman president her entire life. And there's no fucking way she's going to give it up right now when she's this goddamn close. But she becomes president and she can inherently ruin the reputation of the entire Democratic Party. Because of of her attitudes and her ego, if let's say she yeah she gets in right, let's say your red book is true, she becomes president of the if, United if States, this, and this, then she has an episode so bad, then what? So this people have been this doctor Ted, for example, that we just covered speculates that one of the reasons why she took two hundred and eighty days to have a press uh, uh, a conference is because it could it could trigger a Parkinson's event. And and so because of the nature of questions being thrown at you and camera flashes going off, if that is true, she'll how, never have one when she's president. How is that going to work? Right. Yeah. How will she do a State of the Union? How is she going to climb the stairs of Air Force One? Right. So I, I, I honestly don't know how what the end game could be if she is this bad off. But again, Colin Powell said in 2015 at the universities that she was soaking. In fact, he do these emails. These emails are so great. In these, I'm going to play it in the overtime. In these emails, he bitches that she soaks the universities for so much money that they shut down paying all other speakers as they begun an investigation. And so he couldn't get his speaking gig paid, so he had to pull out. He bitches in the emails wow. that she soaks these guys for so much money that he can't soak them. So, th- you know, this is a very interesting dynamic here. And it, is, it, is, it is shows you uh, 
uh, he shows you that Colin Powell has an insight here that I think is worth looking at or looking from. And in these emails, he talks about she can't make it up the stairs. It doesn't seem like pneumonia to me, but if it is, and by God, I hope it is, because I think she's likely going to be the next president of the United States. I hope it's pneumonia, for God's sakes. And if, if you think about it, if it is Parkinson's, pneumonia is such a great cover because pneumonia when you're older is very serious. So it could explain a collapse and it's something that could knock you out for a while, take you off the campaign trail, could last a little while, could leave you down for the count for a bit, but eventually goes away. You know, about the time the election comes. <laughs> yeah. So it is the perfect cover. And because part uh, par- uh, Parkinson's patients suffer from this type of pneumonia, aspiratus pneumonia or whatever, it's, I don't know what the F it's called. She legitimately does have pneumonia symptoms. Her lungs are filled with fluid. And if you took a CAT scan of her lungs, if you took a scan, she has fluid in her lungs. So it is medically true. She physically is fine other than the fact that she has fluid in her lungs. However, neurologically, she could be suffering from a debilitating disease. Her physician has said she is physically fine. Maybe she is. But neurologically, although if you look at her appearance, it is dramatically yeah, changing. I, I, I got to say, man, I mean, in, in light of what's happened to her this past week, you know, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. So I went through a weird stage <sighs> when, when I first heard this story uh, – my my head almost blew up. <laughs> my head I, my head wants to blow up right do, do now. You know what, do you know what my first thought was? What Trump just won the election. That was my first thought, and and then I and then, uh, once I saw the video of her collapsing, I felt really bad for her from like a, just like a human being, like watching a well, human. That's what I said earlier. I watching mean, a person's body fail like that—it that doesn't is, matter at this point. I mean, you don't want people. What to, difference does yeah, it make at yeah, this point? Yeah. No, I really. I just want to tell you, I got, I got kind of, I got kind of fucked up for a few hours. Like, I got not. I felt bad about this. The actually the only thing that really gave me the, the only thing that really gave me sort of the the passion to push through it and actually investigate the shit out of this, was. The embarrassingly, embarrassingly obvious cover-up that yeah. began. Yeah. Less than twenty-four. That's what you got to focus on. Less than Absolutely. twenty-four hours later, than the original sources of the were, of the original Clinton videos were starting to get removed off of Reddit. I mean, immediately there was a huge purge on Twitter, on Facebook. It went from a trending topic, uh, and then to just completely gone within three hours. And it started off as she was overheated, and they really almost within the first day, the media stopped showing the entire. Video and either would just show clips or frames of it, partially because they have to pay Rupert. But you could just listening to the media, you could hear them change the narrative from heat stroke to pneumonia, as if all of our questions had just been answered. Gone from the headlines were words like convulsions, no more collapsing. It was a medical episode, and that even began to vanish later, and it just turned into stumbling or overheating. Stumbling. That's your trigger word. When the media says that she stumbled, you know they're shilling for Hillary. She didn't stumble. And, and watching that, that perversion happen in front of me, that got me fired up again. And then, and I think, I think a lot of the people on the team did. A lot of people worked on this. 
that there's a lot of a lot of research into this. There's there's stuff that, that that doctor said that we didn't really agree with or want to cover. So I clipped it out. I covered on the stuff that we have reference links for. There's a lot to go through. And I expected we'd be sitting here and giving you a massive Trump explosion. But so far, Trump's been release more detailed medical records. Donald Trump was asked about this earlier today on Fox and Friends. Something's going on, but I just hope she gets well and gets back on the trail and uh, we'll we'll be seeing her at the debate. Something's going on, and I just hope she gets well. In fact, I'm going to play another clip of Trump slightly later. I hope she gets well soon. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I'm like you. I just uh, I see what I see. The coughing fit was uh, a week ago, so I assume that was pneumonia also. I mean, I would think it would have been, so something's going on. But I just hope she gets well and gets back on the trail. And uh, we'll we'll be seeing her at the debate. So, uh, first of all, it's super well played by Trump. Really smooth here. But if you think of if you think this man said that Ted Cruz's father was involved with the assassination of JFK because he thinks he saw his dad in a photo on the Enquirer. Yet he watches video of Hillary Clinton collapsing and he says, oh, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't want to speculate. Are you shitting me? Yeah, this is Trump being extremely careful. It's not. It's not him being dumb. It's not him. It is him being very calculated. Uh, this is this is really unsettling, I suppose, for the markets. We, we understand that she's suffering from pneumonia. The markets had priced in a Clinton victory ahead of the polls. All is well in the world. I thought that was kind of an interesting stat that the markets had priced a Hillary Clinton victory. And now there's some repricing in theory. But this health question is going to raise some questions, isn't it? Well, it is already raising questions. She's not going to California Monday, Tuesday. She's going to miss fundraisers. She's going to miss appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Uh, of course, she and Donald Trump attended this event at uh, the 9-11 um, memorial at Grand Zero on Sunday. She left early. That already may have grabbed headlines. But then you see this video was posted on Twitter, the one that you can see right now. And it appears to show her stumbling and needing help to get into the uh, car. And, of course, it has reignited all the questions about her health and has gone viral on uh, social media. Now, Clinton's doctor said she's recovering nicely. She was diagnosed with pneumonia on Friday and uh, she's become overheated and dehydrated and given antibiotics and told to modify her schedule to uh, allow her to rest. But of course, it that won't stop people commenting about the issue. On <laughs> No, it, it certainly no, won't. Totally not. Uh, now, the Trump campaign has decided strategically uh, to stay kind of quiet on the whole thing. And I think it's pretty smart. I think that's probably the good way to it's play a good it. game to play. Just to wrap it up, uh, one thing from the judge before we jump judge. off. Of, I also, I have a clip in the supporter sync about an ex-CIA uh, director who's going to be advising the Trump campaign, which is kind of interesting. But here's Napolitano. Look who's here, Judge Napolitano. Judge, we got some uh, legal things to talk to you about. First of all, uh, and we started this chatter yesterday. Apparently, right. some Democrats are are worried about Hillary. Whether Chase, I have one rule about these couch shows. I only play couch shows when it's the judge. They're not. Fair she's enough. up to snuff when it comes to health uh, wise. Could make it across the finish line. And now, apparently, a former DNC chair by the name of Don Fowler said uh, yesterday, "I think th there should be a contingency plan developed by six o'clock this afternoon." He said that yesterday. The person who said that was appointed chair of the DNC by her husband, her husband Bill Clinton. Right. Yes. So the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, has all of the authority of the Democratic National Convention when the convention is not in session. 
So the 104 members of the DNC could, this afternoon if they yeah. wanted to, by a simple majority vote, replace her, as they did with Senator Tom Eagleton for mm -hmm. uh, medical reasons. Sure in 1972. There might be a political uh, uproar. There'd be a battle between the Bernie Sanders and the Joe Biden people, but legally wait, they wait, can do it. Wait, what about it. Tim Kaine? So it wouldn't automatically be Tim right. Kaine? No, it would not automatically uh, be, be Tim Kaine. And probably if, if it is Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, uh, Vice President Biden and Senator Sanders would want to choose their own VP candidate who might be Senator Kane or it might be somebody else. Well, no. oh, it sucks to be Kane. He goes on to say that, you know, this is a good opportunity for Trump to kind of get out there and get his message and do all that. And I think I think Trump has has uh, has taken advantage of it. They've been they've been. This deplorable, this basket of deplorables has been the thing that they've been going after. They say it's uh, Romney's forty-seven percent comment. I, it, it feels like yeah. a distraction to me. Yeah. You know, boy, Gary, can I cover this Gary Johnson thing quick before we wrap up? Because sure. this is whoo. what would you do if you were elected about Aleppo? What would you do if you were elected about Aleppo? You've never heard the media ask a question like that. They never. No. About no, I, I really thought that the the question was a meatball question. Why? Or, why is your question? Why isn't? Why didn't he say what would you do about the situation in, in Syria? Syria? Aleppo is specifically designed. Somebody said. I. Somebody said. Ask him about. Johnson is weak on world events and right. politics. Ask him about Aleppo, and you can tell in the way he's looking at him, the way he's posed. They never do this. About Aleppo. About Aleppo. And what is Aleppo? You're kidding. No. Aleppo is in Syria. It's the uh, it's the epicenter. See how he was he was he was ready for this of the refugee crisis. Okay, got it. Of the refugee crisis, he doesn't even know the answer himself. The dumb shit's even starting to say the wrong thing. The 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 oh I oh man I hadn't even noticed that before. The set that is if if any the center of the civil war in Syria, the center of the Syria crisis, the center of the battle for controlling of the control of Syria, the center of the battle to take out the Assad regime, any of those would be at the top of the list before the center of the civilian or the refugee crisis. The, uh, it's the epicenter of the refugee crisis. Okay. This arrogant bastard doesn't, the guy that's asking the question, doesn't even know the answer himself. He was prepared. He was told what to say. Center of the refugee crisis. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. Well, with regard to Syria, um, I do think that it's a mess. I think that the only way we, we, that we deal with Syria uh, is to join hands uh, with Russia to diplomatically bring that at an end. Ooh. So you can imagine this was getting so much play. In fact, Gary kind of could thank Hillary for changing the topic a little bit. And MSNBC was brutal. Yeah, well, let's go to Washington right now. Talk to senior foreign affairs correspondent for Politico, Michael Crowley. Michael Crowley, uh, weigh in on what has to be the news of the day. A man who could actually shape who the next commander in chief is, a man who is fighting to get on the debate stage to alter American history uh, by who he takes the most votes away from, does not know what or where Aleppo is. He didn't Which, say where. What? Yeah, and obviously he does know. Uh, uh, and by the way, I don't know if you have the clip of him after. afterwards. I had it, but in the Hillary, I just. I mean, you know, he goes, you know. He thought he was referring to an acronym. You yeah. know, it, it was, it was, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where I'll say this about Gary Johnson. You know, I heard his explanation as far as, you know, I'll play why this he, bit of it. Here, okay, let me play this ahead. bit of it. This Can is pretty your good. your campaign overcome that flub, if you will? 
Well, I hope so, because I'm very aware of the policy. And going on the show yesterday, thinking Aleppo was an acronym. And, hey, uh, I take complete responsibility. I'm running for president of the United States. Uh, Look, uh, I I should have known what he was talking about. We weren't even talking about it in the context of anything. It was a total context switch. Yeah. But that said, the policy... The policy that exists is Aleppo is at the epicenter of what is happening in Syria. I mean, on the east side of Aleppo, you've got the uh, regime forces, Assad. Uh, They are fighting against the Syrian, free Syrian army, which we're supporting, that is also uh, allied with the Islamists. Um, We're arming um, the free Syrian army. Those arms are falling in the hands of the... uh, uh, Islamists, you've got uh, Raqqa in the north, uh, you've got uh, ISIS, and what we're would you supporting do, what the would Kurds. You, what would you do about Raqqa? Well, uh, first of all, as Same kind of question. the United States, uh, I would have never gotten in this situation in the first place. I don't think <laughs> that any time we support regime change... That, ha- that it has resulted in a safer world, that it has resulted in a less safe world. Look, we're going to see the end uh, to fighting ISIS. But back to what we're currently doing, we're backing the Kurds uh, uh, fighting ISIS. Well, the Kurds are sideways with our ally Turkey, and Turkey is not as much of an ally as they were because of us Having invaded uh, Iraq, regime change, regime change. Um, this would be a policy difference Does, uh, fr- from prior administrations. There's no way this guy's and, getting elected. Well, I will say this. You know, it, you would also say that you thought that Hillary was a lock. Uh, <laughs> well, how could I know she's hiding Parkinson's potentially? Right, but I'm just saying. That, that in itself right there shows us right now that this, the election is completely up for grabs. I can't believe we decided to do a show like this. This is we are documenting something that is crazier than two seasons of House right. of Cards combined. It yeah. is really well, what, when it when it dropped. What did I say to you? I was like, well, what's next?" Right? It's unbelievable. I know. Uh, I wanted to end on uh, not a high note, but Obama was out stumping for Hillary, and uh, you know this clip. It almost if you if you if you forget the fact that he droned civilians, it almost would make you miss the guy. Let's face it, Republicans don't like to hear good news right now. But, but it's important just to, to understand this is a big deal. More Americans are working. More have health insurance. Incomes don't get me, are rising. Don't get me started. Poverty is falling. And gas, gas is $2 a gallon. <laughs> that look. Yeah, he, he's, he's just like, like yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Listen, this is, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm talking about. Thank you for reminding me. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is that an equivalent to a mic drop moment? Yes, that is awesome. That's that's what he's good at. Is that? It's not. It's not being the president so much. You know, I gotta tell you, I would love to have a beer with President Obama. Well, after that, I might. (laughs) If you'd like to have a beer with us, join us next Wednesday when we do this here show live over JBLive.tv. Go to JupiterBroadcasting.com/slash/calendar to get that converted to your local time zone. Submit your thoughts and your stories. You can help be part of our research term at at team at unfilter.reddit.com. 
And if you thought this, if this show at least made you think, even if you don't agree with us, if you're thankful somebody's at least having this conversation, right. consider supporting us at patreon.com slash unfilter, or even consider upping your support, because damn, do we work hard for you guys. And in the meantime, why don't you hang out with Mr. Chase online on the Twitters? Yeah, at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. <gasps> really? Not, not, not that other guy. Ugh. Which, by the way, you know what's so funny? Uh, one of the senators of our state, uh, I, f- I forget which one, but she's followed me on Twitter because I think she thought that I was the other guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so she's following me on Twitter huh. right now. Oh, Cantwell. Senator Cantwell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. now, Chris, you do the Twitter thing, too, right? Who, me? Yeah, you. At Chris L-A-S. That's where I do that shenanigans. At Jupiter Signal. You know, there's also a Rover Log Twitter out there. Or, like, something. You have a Rover Twitter? Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah you should ask Anne. She knows. But, wow. Uh, and I'm, gonna, I'm going on a road trip this weekend, so I might take some pictures. Where, yeah. are, you go- where are you going? I'm going to Winthrop. Wow! Yeah, nice. I need to. I need I've to. Been out uh, there. Hey, I need to unplug bad you know after you this week. You need to be careful. They are very bad on speeders. Oh, Keep it. Under don't worry, the limit. Lady Jupes doesn't speed too much. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, you can also send us a contact at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash contact, and don't forget about the thirty three club where you get your note into the show. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week. We'd love to see you live next week. The full live shows on the Patreon. We'll see you back here next week. yourselves for another international incident because it's time for Unfilter Overtime brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash today where fine folks like yourself keep this show on the air patreon.com slash unfilter special thank you to Tobias Miguel, Jonathan, Sean and Simon, our new patrons for this week's episode you guys, this segment dedicated to you and all of our supporters at patreon.com slash unfilter. Oh, man. What a week. And there's so much overtime to get into. Why don't we start with, uh, I, which I, hey, I love me a little overtime. Don't get me wrong. We're going to take our time with it this week. We're going to do it right. We're going to do it right. But I thought maybe we'd start with something that seems to me to be a bit of a positive story. Transgender soldier Chelsea Manning is ending her four-day hunger strike after the Army apparently agreed to provide gender reassignment surgery. Manning is serving time at Leavenworth Prison in Kansas for leaking classified information to WikiLeaks. She says that she is relieved by the Army's decision, but sorry that it has taken so long. Yeah, I bet. I bet. All right, so there you go. There's a little good news to start things off with a formal, uh, former whistleblower. Guess he's still current. She's still current. Now, story that it, it probably on almost any other news week would have made it into the main show. So I'm glad you stuck around for the overtime because it's certainly important. The president has a major dilemma on his hands tonight. It involves a bill that would allow the families of 9-11 victims to sue Saudi Arabia and other countries for damages. Correspondent Kevin Court tells us why the White House says the president will veto that measure. On a day when a group of congressional lawmakers came to the White House to discuss a variety of issues, President Obama was preparing to use the power of the pen to reject a bill that many of them support. 
JASTA is the Justice Against Sponsors of Terrorism Act, passed by the Senate back in May and unanimously by the House just last week. The bill would, among other things, enable families of the victims of 9-11 to sue the Saudi government for what they allege is the kingdom's role in the terror attacks that struck New York, Pennsylvania, and the Pentagon. But the White House has made no secret of the fact that the president intends to veto it when it reaches his desk, despite the fact that he faces an almost certain veto override if he does. That would be his first in office. Our concern is not limited to the impact it could have on our relationship with one country, but rather it could have an impact on our relationship with every country around the world in a way that has negative consequences for the United States, for our national security, and for our men and women in uniform. The White House's hardline stance is in stark contrast to the emotional letter written to the president by the victim's families, published in the New York Daily News, asking for justice their advocates say JASTA could provide. This legislation uh, does not allow for um, litigation in the context of acts of war. It only allows it in the context of acts of terrorism. New York Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer agreed, writing in a statement, quote, there are always diplomatic considerations that get in the way of justice, but if a court proves the Saudis were complicit in 9-11, they should be held accountable. Fred, the administration says the government itself, diplomats, officials, even service personnel can find themselves legally at risk if JASTA becomes law. But lawmakers are pushing back on that. They say there are specific measures in the bill to keep that from being the case. By the way, they've got the votes to push forward either way, veto threat or not. Interesting. Fred? We will follow this one. Kevin Corkland. Yeah, I actually. Lawn. Kevin, thank you. I think that that excuse is total bull crap. There are many laws on the books already that would prevent that. Obama's lying for some reason. Obama's had a back and forth, speaking of Obama, with the uh, president of the Philippines. And it's... I guess last week we said that, you know, the guy had apologized, but things are still a little dicey. The president of the Philippines, Rodrigo Duterte, has had another episode of strong and offensive words <laughs> for his U.S. counterpart, uh, Barack Obama. An episode, In guys. his latest statement, he ordered all American special forces yeah. out oh. of the south of the country, uh -oh. where they have been advising local groups battling terror uh, groups, troops, excuse me, he has removed them. But of course he did so in his own way. Duterte actually claimed the island's Muslim population would be angered by the presence of US soldiers on the ground, even saying that the troops will be attacked or worse, killed by locals. And the rather non-official approach to diplomacy from the Philippines leader is becoming somewhat of a trend when dealing. We're kicking you out for your own good. We're kicking you out for your own safety because of the Muslims. With Washington. I had a fight with his ambassador, uh, referring to uh, Secretary Kerry. I told him your ambassador is a son of a bitch. Kerry came here, we had a meal, and he left me with $33 million. $33 million. He says, okay, maybe we should offend them more. So this is crazy. We'll just give more money just to make peace. You must be respectful. Don't just throw away questions and statements. You son of a whore. Well, swear well, the U.S. Form. did not respond to the insults from Manila for some time, but then President Obama said this. I have seen some of those 
colorful statements in the past. Uh-huh. And uh, so clearly he's a colorful guy. He's a whore. The Philippines is one of Washington's oldest military allies in Asia, with some five bases present in the country. And that's not mentioning bilateral trade involving billions of dollars. However, political analyst Joseph Cheng says Manila is intentionally weakening ties. It seems that he is trying to gain popularity and support through a popular nationalist stand. At the same time, it seems that he doesn't want to depend too much on the United States for the country's security, in contrast to his predecessor. Audio, huh? uh, he probably wants to initiate negotiations with Beijing on the territorial dispute with the intention of improving economic ties between the two countries, as well as perhaps seeking economic aid. From- oh. oh, that was brutal. I want to hear what he has to say, but... Dear goodness, that's brutal. More new information now on the treasure trove of documents found in that raid that took out Osama bin Laden. With oh. accusations, the White House isn't being transparent what? about what's in those documents. No. Our chief intelligence correspondent, Catherine Harris, is live in Washington with more on this story. Catherine? Well, thank you, Jenna. The Republican chairman of the powerful House Intelligence Committee telling Fox News that the administration has deliberately put the brakes on releasing documents recovered by the Navy SEALs from Osama bin Laden's compound in 2011. In addition to killing the al-Qaeda leader who lived in that three-story complex in Pakistan, the Navy SEALs recovered computers, thumb drives, and CDs containing letters, directives, as well as his personal thoughts. The allegation is that the documents show that bin Laden and al-Qaeda had a more significant relationship, one where the terror network was able to shield its operatives in Iran post 9-11, including bin Laden's surviving son. Bin Laden told uh, his followers not to attack the Iranians. And I think as we begin to comb through more of these documents and they become, they become released to the public for historians to, to look at, uh, we're gonna learn a lot more about bin Laden and it's not gonna be what was presented by the administration. The limited bin Laden documents released to date suggest the al-Qaeda leader was detached, isolated, and not in charge of the global network. The administration is slow rolling us on the release of those documents. Mm. And Let Barry just get out of here. Can we just get him out of here first? Give him a year out of office, then we'll release him. It's cool. You know, originally, they came out and I think released 16 or 17 documents uh, that created a false narrative about what was actually, what, what bin Laden was actually doing. The administration has said that it's working to release the bin Laden documents as quickly as possible and that this relationship between Iran and al-Qaeda is simply being overblown, Jenna. Interesting. Just quickly, Catherine, the only way that we've really had access to some of these documents has been in some court cases, right? The government is trying to prosecute alleged terrorists. Court cases and then also the release uh, through the Counterterrorism Center uh, at West Point. But the argument is that thousands of documents were recovered from the compound, but really just a couple of dozen have been made available to the public. And that what we're seeing is really a very narrow window into his thinking. And it doesn't really speak to the fact that bin Laden was engaged at the time of his death and really in command of what had become a global network at that point, Jenna. It's very interesting. I encourage our viewers to access some of those documents if they can online. And they're very easy to read and give you a very clear picture. Wow, when do they ever say that? 
When, when do they, when do they have, let's play that again. Global network at that point, Jenna. It's very interesting. I encourage our viewers to access some of those documents. What? Yes. They can online. And they're very easy to read and give you a very clear picture mm-hmm. of some of what uh, was being discussed. That's in other words, we really want you to know what's in these documents. We really want you to know. <laughs> well, they never do that. They just never, ever, 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 ever do that. I mean, look at the latest batch of DNC emails. They're not saying that. Politicians and the media have been quick to point fingers at Russia as of late, accusing the nation of meddling in the United States elections. Hours ago, the DNC said in a statement, it's been a victim of a crime. The committee says Russia state-sponsored agents hacked the DNC's network to influence the election. And Now, stop right here. I just uh, want to back up just a moment. It is the victim of a crime, it being the DNC, a victim of a crime. This is a super important wording, I suspect. I don't have any reason to know, but I suspect that wording, victim of a crime by a state-sponsored agent. Victim of a crime by a state-sponsored agent. That immediately defers all kinds of responsibilities. I bet a statement like that literally has legal implications. I bet it has insurance implications. And I, it, it absolutely reduces the, the burden and shame on the internal staff for not properly securing their network, for not following proper IT practices, because you're a victim of a crime, and it was a nation state that came after you. There was nothing you could do. There was no negligence that caused this hack. There was nothing you could do because the power of the Russian state was falling down on top of your shoulders. And so from an insurance standpoint, you probably have your ass covered. From a keeping your job standpoint, you probably have your ass covered. And it's uh, on top of all of that, such a great narrative. Hacked the DNC's network to influence the election and help Donald Trump's campaign. A hacker known as Guccifer 2.0 is behind the new data dump containing over a half a gigabyte of documents. But the DNC provides no proof Moscow is involved in the cyber attack. Alexei Yaroshovsky has the story tonight. Other Russian guy? Monday night's show on CNN, the latest installment in the never-ending Russia hacked us narrative. Officials say the American voting system would be harder for the Russians to hack into. Now, we mentioned this clip earlier, and uh, this is what I like about what RT does here is they give you some of the juiciest bits, but they do a little fact-checking. Some, it's, I guess every now and then a journalist figures out how to use Google. And actually change voting results because voting machines in the U.S. aren't connected to the Internet. And they're not centralized. Each state has a different voting system. But Putin's army of cyber warriors, experts say, still have ways of disrupting the American vote. Oh! By the way, that was followed by an expert actually telling what should be done to hack voting machines. Now, of course, the reason why CNN is running all of this again is because at a meta level, there's been a new batch of DNC emails released. And you can't talk about the contents of those emails. But you can talk about the Russians. Good old CNN right here. Certainly this is not a one-off. The vast majority of media in the United States have been banging the drum for months now, quoting unnamed experts and privately talking officials who have all been pointing their fingers at Moscow. All that while not one U.S. intelligence official has said publicly that there was solid evidence of Russia's government attempting to influence U.S. elections. But when has that ever stopped some serious banter? wouldn't surprise me that uh, that they try to do it here. It wouldn't surprise me that they try to break into the DNC and the RNC. OMG, OMG, uh, and I think OMG. we just shouldn't panic uh, that the Russians uh, uh, would try to do this because they always try to do it. They try to do it all over the globe. They try to do it in Ukraine. 
So the chairman of Intelligence Committee, Nunes, said he wouldn't be surprised. Would not, which according to Merriam-Webster dictionary, is a modal verb used to talk about a possible situation that has not happened or that you are imagining it. And at times it really seems that all this is imaginary or used to play into certain hands simply because not a single proof of alleged Russia's involvement in DNC hacks or anything else has been provided to the public. Okay, CIA Director John Brennan did say last week that... This is the juice. This is the meat. This is, I don't know, maybe like potatoes. Maybe you're a vegetarian. I shouldn't say the meat. Um, This is the most scrumptious part of the clip right here. This is what you've been waiting for. CIA Director John Brennan did say last week that Russia had exceptionally capable and sophisticated computer capabilities and that the United States must be on guard. However, when asked straight to face whether Moscow was involved in undermining the U.S. electoral process in any way, he did not produce any answer. Oh! Oh! Well, But all of those articles written! All those reports! Speaking of the latest DNC leak, uh, the Colin Powell emails are great. Great! 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 And to celebrate how great they are, I'll show you Colin Powell... He looks like he needs to cut back on the caffeine the way he jumps nearly out of his seat when scared by a protester at, I believe, a uh, at a museum opening. Hold on, hold on, you gotta watch it again. Oh, this one. Oh, there he goes. You see how he, he, boy, he's ready to go to battle, isn't he? Is he one of yours? <laughs> he's definitely not one of ours. He's coming up here to harass. To that very point, to that very point that I just wanted to, to make, that you said in the military section, it's called. So then they go back to the regular uh, interview there. But it's just it's it's interesting. Keep uh, so Colin Powell. He's been in the media just within the last couple of days. He's buddy buddies with CBS News. So when we get to the email leaks, keep that in mind. But I want to start with the. Uh, the thicker bacon of the Hillary Clinton collapse episode. The stuff that didn't make it into the main show because we had to stay focused. There has been a campaign online of disinformation about what's happening to Hillary Clinton. And it's sophisticated and it is – there are fake websites being set up. There are fake news reporters that are getting fake exclusives. Uh, one that I, I looked at was a uh, – a fake exclusive of the inside of Hillary Clinton's uh, van that she drove away in. It's a totally bogus piece. The website was was registered two days ago. Channel I don't even give you the. Uh, I don't even give you the URL. But they just they they made a fake they made a fake local TV affiliate website. They populated it with fake stories for other fake stories, just so that way they could submit this main story to Reddit and other places. And the one thing, there is one thing that isn't conspiracy. Something weird did hit the ground as Hillary Clinton collapsed. I want to play it for you. Now, if you listen for it, you'll be able to hear it in this first go around. We haven't altered the audio in any way. 
Um, this is uh, this is original source material, and I verified the audio matches a bunch of other versions of the video that I have and other angles I have. The audio all matches up. Spent a lot of time to verify this. So listen closely as she begins to move towards the van. Did you hear it there? The, the, the noise, the ding, the metal sound. Now watch this zoomed up inversion here in a second. And pay close attention to her foot. Did you see it there? Did you see it? I've seen it all versions of the video. Watch again. Now, for those of you listening to the MP3 version of the show, just above Hillary's back right foot, there appears to be a piece of metal that comes out of the back of her leg. Um, yeah, a lot of you in the chat room have seen this because it's been going around online. Some people say it's her robo leg. Uh, other people thought it was braces, that she had leg braces, and the leg braces had collapsed, and that's why she's been drugged into uh, the van. There's a bunch of different conspiracies, but from what I've been able to piece together by reading statements by actual former Secret Service agents, it is Secret Service protocol that if, if they believe you are about to lose consciousness, they give you a piece of metal or something that, you, that can drop, that they can hear, something they carry like a washer or something that they can, or a coin or something they can give you that you hold on to because when you lose consciousness, there's a poss- you'll, 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 you'll release it and so the, see, the agents are trained to hear when that hits the ground to rush towards you without actually even having to have their eyes on you. So they can be looking for snipers. <clears throat> this is an extraction process. This was a rushed extraction. This is a, a high-pressure situation for these Secret Service agents. And they are on as, – as you, when you watch this video, when you see the video, they are not looking at Hillary. They're looking at security. They're looking away from Hillary. In fact, none of them are actually looking at Hillary. Here, uh, oh, sorry. There you go. This guy has. This guy is. Uh, he has his back to her. This gal has her back to her. That gal has her back to her. They almost all of them. Almost all of them have their backs to her at the entire time. That's so that they can maintain 360 degree awareness, as they put it. And the sound, that dropping sound, is an audible cue to them that she is losing consciousness, that she is going down. And they swoop in and they pick her up. The reason why it appears to come out of the back of her leg is simply because her hands are behind her back at that point. Her, see her hand right there? You can see her hand right there, and it slips out of her hand, and it's just dark. It's dark, and so your eyes don't see it until it gets down to the, uh, to the ground, and there's some contrast. So I think it's kind of, uh, here you can see a highlight of it. <clears throat> Producer Matt has isolated the pin drop from the background noise to, you know, we've confirmed that it is there. Um, but that has been perverted into many things, from leg braces, i.e. she couldn't even stand on her own, to even people joking about her being a robot. There's also been this picture going around. I've seen it a lot of places. In fact, for a long time, I suspected this was Hillary Clinton getting a neurological test before she got in the van. This is being, There's Chuck Schumer in the background. This is again, You've probably seen this online. A lot of places have this. Now, I, I cannot 100% debunk this picture. <clears throat> 
But producer Matt did find the original source of this scene. The video. This this is taken from a video. This was not a still picture that someone snapped. This is a frame taken from a video that is manipulated with another frame from that same video to make it look as if they're holding hands. But if you look really closely, there is there is some issues with that cutting. They cut two frames together to make it look like they were holding hands. In reality, Hillary Clinton at this point still seems to be fairly in control of herself. She was getting something pinned on her jacket. So this has been going around as proof that she was getting a neurological exam. Now, there is an earlier image that shows that same woman, which we believe to potentially be her doctor, checking her pulse. And that does appear to be a legitimate image. <clears throat> but the, the smear campaign has been super intense with that. They, again, people are, people are taking that. They're running with it. There was also, there was also a video that, that tried to get some traction online. It was submitted several times, and every time it got submitted to different news outlets or uh, to, uh, to different uh, subreddits or, or wherever, or it, it just would always have the same headline, nobody else is talking about this. This is unbelievable. And that, and that always gets people like, what? What's, what's everybody trying to hide? That always gets people's attention. It almost seems like you're, you know, you're clickbaiting. And here's the clip that I can only assume was edited together. They, I've seen it posted online a thousand times, and you may have seen it too. And it never really got a lot of traction. But at the same time, the neuro- neurological test stuff was coming out and the supposed inside pictures of the van, people were posting this video online. And Pennsylvania. Good evening, everyone. I'm Sandra and Pennsylvania. Good evening, everyone. I'm Sandra Fulton. Hey, I'm Joe Torres. We begin with the breaking news about Hillary Clinton's death. And then it ends. And people were posting that all around online. Hillary Clinton's death. What? ABC. <clears throat> and so then the story quickly turned into they jumped the story. And Pennsylvania. Good evening, everyone. I'm Sandra Fulton. Hey, I'm Joe Torres. We begin with the breaking news about Hillary Clinton's death. <laughs> So the, the, the rumor that was attempted, attempted to be spread was she's died and they just haven't told anybody yet. So there's been a lot of weird misinformation coming out, a lot of stuff to weed through. It's been super interesting. And there is underneath all of this one fundamental truth, whether it's pneumonia, whether it's something much more severe, there's one fundamental truth. She is not trustworthy. Hi, Judge Andrew Napolitano here, and you are on Freedom Watch with my good friend and colleague, you all know him so well, Geraldo Rivera. He's Fox News' senior correspondent. What? So Hillary's health is now center stage in the campaign, but isn't it really her lack of transparency about her health that is the issue rather than the health itself? Well, I think it's both. You know, the, the right and the Republicans in the Trump campaign have made her uh, perceived frailty right. an issue, and I thought unfairly until these latest revelations. I also think, though, Judge, and I think this is to your point, uh, pneumonia is a serious enough diagnosis that she should have told us, which goes to your point right. on transparency. I think clearly she had the obligation to reveal to us that when she had that hacking uh, cough episode, that it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't an allergy. And it, and it wasn't Donald Trump. It wasn't a version, a version <laughs> uh-huh. of Trump. 
But but uh, Sunday afternoon, when our uh, intrepid colleague Rick Leventhal was on top of all of this, the campaign was telling him and others she was exhausted and it was too hot. Now it wasn't that hot Sunday afternoon. She may have been exhausted. Were they lying, or did they not know that she had pneumonia? It's they, three days after the diagnosis. Right. I think they were spinning clearly. I don't know whether the specific spokesperson who uttered those words, which were Spinning? false, knew them to be false. Right. I think that that's a paper trail perhaps worth. Do you think Fox is intentionally rolling the B-roll of uh, Hillary Clinton hugging that little child after she comes out with pneumonia? Um, spinning is a very generous way to put that. Worth uh, pursuing, but they think that clearly they knew that this was serious, that she had to really soldier up to get to that event. She refused to listen to the advice to stay home because she didn't want to give a campaign issue to Trump. Right. And she ended up giving him one in space. Okay, so is this a campaign issue yet again? Her either lack of transparency or deception. Does this add to the email scandal because now we have deception, at least in Trump's argument, about her health? I think that clearly, particularly because we have two candidates who are up in years, I mean, they're both younger than I am, but uh, they, are, they are up in <laughs> you years, have to say that, that they should have transparency in terms of a complete, comprehensive medical evaluation shared with the public. But I think medical records should be shared with the public just as income tax oh, records should be shared with the, the public. Uh, the, favorite, uh, the, favorite, uh, the favorite one for Trump, I'm sure. You know, it's an, it's an interesting statement about the age. Uh, Colin Powell, in his emails, said that he's concerned about Hillary's age. He said he's the fact that she's 70 makes him not really want to vote for her. One of the reasons. <laughs> Let me make that clear. One of the reasons. Let's speak about uh, Colt. Let's just, why don't we get right into that? Mr. Powell's email leak is a story today. Former Secretary of State Colin Powell is suddenly at the center of the presidential campaign because of a... Remember, this is awkward for them because they've recently established a pretty good relationship with Colin there. Uh, they had him at the special event on location. They've been having him on more. ...batch of stolen emails. CBS News has confirmed the emails are from his account. They show Powell has issues with both major candidates. The Republican retired general told a former aide that Donald Trump is a national disgrace and an international pariah. Of course, he also said that uh, Bill Clinton is still dicking bimbos. But for some reason, for some reason, they're not running with that. They're focusing on the Trump stuff. (laughs) That's odd. I'm sure they're going to mention the dicking bimbos part. So wrote that the birther movement was racist, referring to Trump questioning if President Obama was born here in the United States. And Powell reacted to a Trump prediction by writing 95 percent of blacks voting for him. It's schizo fantasy. But the leaked emails also show Powell sharply criticizing Hillary Clinton and her campaign for using him to justify her use of private email servers at the State Department. We've asked for a comment from General Powell. We are waiting to hear his response. Nancy Cordes is in Chappaqua, New York, where Clinton is still recovering from pneumonia. Nancy, good morning. Of course. Good morning. These emails are from Powell's Gmail account, and they were posted by an anonymously run website called DC Leaks that is suspected of having ties to Russian intelligence. It's actually suspected of having ties to Guccifer. That's the only thing that's been publicly claimed. You have tied Guccifer to Russia with no proof. You see how that's different? You see how that actually matters in a news story? That actually is important. That distinction. Words matter. 
suspected of having ties to Russian intelligence. His emails to friends, colleagues and reporters show that he was deeply resentful that Clinton and her supporters were comparing her use of a private account as secretary of state to his. The hacked emails reveal deep tensions between Powell and the Clinton campaign. In them, Powell says he met with Clinton's advisors in August to discuss burying the email flap. Sad thing, Powell writes, Clinton could have killed this two years ago by merely telling everyone honestly what she had done and not tie me to it. Interesting, there's a picture of George Soros in the background. Um, and, and this is the CBS National News, and they, they can't, I mean, it's, it's, it's understandable when RT has a horrible buzz in the background, but CBS News? I told her staff three times not to try that gambit. I had to throw a mini tantrum at a Hamptons party to get their attention. In <laughs> another dear. email from a year earlier, Powell tells a business associate, I told you about the speaking gig that I lost at a university because she so overcharged them, adding... So not only so here's what happened. This is so great. Hillary goes and overcharges for one of her speeches. She charges so much that the people that authorize it get in trouble, as they should, with the board. And then the board puts a total hold on all future spending on spe- paid speaking until they get this whole thing sorted out. So then Powell won't get paid for his gig, so he has to cut it out. He has to cancel it. He has to pull out. And then he blames her for it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, she sucked him dry of money before I could. Oh, God, it's so good. It's so good. And then this line that he's about that they're about to read is a real piece too. charge them, adding everything HRC touches. She kind of screws up with hubris. Baseless. He also said that she has unbridled ambition and that she would be a danger in the presidency. He also said that as well. Uh, There's oh, 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 there's also an email thread back and forth. This is very interesting where they talk about the uh, I think I can't remember the guy's name, but it's a Democratic fundraiser and he's having an email exchange with Colin Powell. And they talk about when Colin Powell was at a money money raiser or somebody. One of them was at a money raiser. Uh, Hillary Clinton then in 2015 was having a hard time going up the steps. She's, he said she could barely go up the steps. I have the links in the show notes. Republican accusations. Clinton's emails were also the topic of discussion on Capitol Hill. I respectfully declined to answer. A Republican-led hearing in the House uncovered few new details, but Congressman Jason Chaffetz vowed to stay on the issue. Uh, but if anybody's under any illusion that I'm going to let go of this and just let it sail off into the sunset, they are very ill-advised. Still resting at her home in Chappaqua, Clinton left the campaigning to others. Her husband spoke in her place at two L.A. fundraisers last night. I really, really, really want to elect Hillary Clinton. And President Obama made his first solo appearance for her, attacking Trump with gusto in Philadelphia. I mean, he wasn't going to let you on his golf course. He wasn't going to let you buy in his condo. And now suddenly this guy's going to be your champion? The president also took a victory lap of sorts in Philadelphia, touting a new federal report that shows that household income rose by more than 5 percent in 2015. We'll get to more Obama stuff here uh, in a moment. I want, to, I want to stay on the Colin Powell emails just for one more. They, see how they like to go off. They like to go off. They can't stay focused, this, this ADD media. They can't stay focused. I want to stay on the email thread. Uh, I never do this. I never, ever do this. I never play the talking heads. You know, like the Fox and Friends or the Outnumbered where they're sitting on the couch and they're just 
yakking. You know, they're just horrible. So I never play those as clips. They're, I usually, I always cut it out. However, some of the most honest discussion of the contents of Colin Powell's email was on the couch of one of these Fox shows where they're just kind of, I don't know, just being honest about what's in there. And I don't know why nobody else is really in the mainstream media talking about it when they can. Uh, good morning, Carol. Well, people tend to be a little bit more forth. Oh, this is a different. Never mind. Hold on. Hold on. I may have spoke too soon. This is a different clip. Let me look and see if this is worth playing. Um, yeah, you know, this is going to be more of the same. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Is this, this is, they didn't cover this in the last report. 2012, stating that he, quote, Benghazi is a stupid, quote, stupid witch hunt. Basic fault falls on a courageous ambassador who thought Libyans now love me and I'm okay in this very vulnerable place. So he's blaming Chris Stevens. Okay. Powell referring to Ambassador Christopher Stevens, who was killed. This email exchange happening with another former Secretary of State, Condoleezza Rice. And <laughs> But Powell went on to continue. Uh, blame also rests on his leaders and the support back in the United States. That included, according to Powell, Hillary Clinton. Condoleezza Rice uh, replied completely agree. So obviously, these emails something Colin Powell never wanted to come out. But a <laughs> spokesperson, I don't know about Powell, that. Carol- Maybe he did actually. No, he never. I think he was kind of. This is uh, kind of damning for the Clinton campaign. This might be the shots fired. Shots fired. So um, we got a couple more things we got to play. But I'd really like to get you. I guess I don't. I don't have the Fox folks uh, talking about uh, what was in Colin Powell's email. So many clips this week, you guys. So many clips. So many clips, so little time. We were uh, we were really a full team working on this. All right. I got some stuff I'll play for you. I got something else I'll play for you. This is, of course, uh, breaking news today. What do these new medical documents show about Clinton? What do we know now that we didn't know before? You know, now, she doesn't really have much to say. In fact, she's extremely unconfident. But if I jump ahead to uh, Mr. Gupta here... Uh, he'll say a few things uh, that are of interest. Some, a little bit more of a description of what happened with regard to this pneumonia and this diagnosis. She she ended up having a, a CT scan, we know, on Friday uh, to try and make this diagnosis. That CT scan of her chest is what revealed this pneumonia, and she's on an antibiotic. The antibiotic is Leviquin, typically taken for about 10 days, and it sounds like, um, again, according to, to Dr. Bardak's note, that she's responding well to that and, and doing well. But again, there's... So this Lisa Bardak, uh, once again, the, so the, rec- the records that Hillary Clinton released are the, is Lisa Bardak. What do you think about that? What is that about? What does that tell us? That's kind of interesting. That Lisa Bardak... Uh, I would like to see other doctors, and I would like to see a full detailed medical history. I think it's I think it's totally reasonable for 70-year-olds. Just ask John McCain and the shit that he went through. Now, I hope you got a chance to hear this next clip, but you know, you're not supposed to be watching the news. That's our job. So I pulled this out for you. This is Wolf Blitzer and Senator Rand Paul. Wolf has a shocking question for Rand Paul. And what Rand Paul wants to do is he wants to create some laws some legislation that says we're going to stop selling arms to nations like Saudi Arabia, especially in the context of Yemen, where there is a bombing camp- campaign going on. We have to legal make that legal. We have to authorize that in the Congress. This is Rand Paul's position. We have to authorize this in the Congress. This needs to be a declaration of war. We need to put a stop to this. So this is the context of the conversation that Wolf and Rand are having. And then Wolf really drops a deuce. Into law, he would presumably veto it. 
at the very least, it begins the debate of whether or not we should be at war. We are refueling the Saudi bombers. So we are essentially part of the bombing campaign. We're helping them choose targets and we are refueling the Saudi bombers that are dropping the bombs. It is said that thousands of civilians have died in Yemen because of this. Yes, we need to have a debate over this, and I don't know what the president will do, but he ought to be come, come to Congress and ask for permission. We've given him no authority to get involved in the civil war in Yemen, and we have to ask the bigger question, is this making it better or worse? Are there more refugees or less? Is there more chaos or less chaos with Saudi Arabia bombing into Yemen? So, yeah, it's a debate we ought to have, and no president should unilaterally have this authority without the approval of Congress. So, for this is a huge, this is a huge point. I mean, the the unbelievable amount of military power now that the president has, and the continual re, the reissuing of the state of emergency after 9/11 have given the president essentially a, a king's like power. To, to, to wage war around the world, which is supposed to be something that Congress has the power to do, not the president. This this is a massive, massively important topic that is fundamental to the structure and the power in the United States. And so Wolf Blitzer must have a question that is insightful and deep and reflective of our times, I would assume. Wolf? You, this is a moral issue because you know there's a lot of jobs at stake. So what? 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 What, there's a lot of jobs at stake? Because you know there's a lot of jobs at stake. Certainly uh, if uh, a lot of these defense contractors stop selling uh, warplanes, other sophisticated equipment to Saudi Arabia, they're gonna, there's going to be a, a, a significant loss of jobs and revenue here in the United States. That's secondary from your standpoint. Oh, my God. So he is literally saying, aren't you worried about losing jobs if we stop arming and helping Saudi Arabia Bomb Yemen. That's what that man just said. Stop selling uh, warplanes, other sophisticated equipment to Saudi Arabia. They're gonna, there's going to be a, a, a significant loss of jobs and revenue here in the United States. That's OMG, secondary OMG, OMG. from your standpoint. Well, not only is it a moral question, it's a constitutional question. Our founding fathers very directly and specifically did not give the president the power to go to war. They gave it to Congress. So Congress wow. needs to step up, and this is what I'm doing, stepping up and asserting our authority over foreign policy and that we need to be involved. We should not be an after I wonder, the fact, oh, we'll give you a consultation. Is this a, uh, is this a precursor, like uh, pre-planning for the Hillary dog to get in there? And they want to take this power away from her, perhaps? If you're like me, you sometimes can get frustrated when there is a blurring of the lines between church and state for both sides. And that's why I have so much respect for this pastor who interrupted Donald Trump today when he started to stump in her church. Hillary Clinton supported NAFTA, supported China's entry into the World Trade Center. And by the way, NAFTA is probably the worst trade deal ever made in the history of our country, probably in the history of the world. In the history of the world, signed by Bill Clinton. Allowed China to run up a one trillion dollars. If you don't, if you don't watch the network news much, you might not be aware of this because it really happens mostly during the day. But but a lot of them, all of the major ones, will just sometimes run the live feed of a Trump speech or the occasional Clinton speech. They just run it like on there. They just clear out the airways. Like, well, well, we could take a few minutes off. Wolf, go have a smoke. And then they just run Trump or whoever's talking for him. This is unbelievable. Shaky cam. But what happens next is, is precious. And honestly, 
Trump's reaction is, is pretty damn pretty damn good. In cumulative deficits and trade deficits with the United States, I mean, China now, if you look at what is going on, a trade deficit of $500 billion. Hillary failed on the economy, just like she's failed on foreign policy. Everything she touched didn't work out, nothing. Now Hillary Clinton. Mr. Trump, I invited you here to thank us for what we've oh, 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 okay. okay. give a political speech. Okay, that's good. Then I'm going to go back on the front. Okay. <laughs> That's awkward. Okay. Okay. Flint's, uh, Flint's pain is a result of so many different failures. And I must say that, that, no, I never, never would, never would, never would. And, and frankly, Time Magazine, uh, as you know, they reported this year that the federal government They've got a long way to go to bring Flint back, and and I look. They're not an easy crowd. At the damage done, and the damage, and, the- and they just keep going. It, they just keep going. That was, whoo, that's a little awkward for him. That's a little rough. You feel for the guy. <laughs> wow. All right. So we've talked a lot about pneumonia. Why don't we just play a quick clip? This is CNN. They're putting it out there to help everybody understand what's going on with Hillary. Pneumonia is an infection of the lungs. The infection can be from a virus, from bacteria, or from a fungus. So CNN has these uh, digital quick takes that they put up on their different uh, uh, media outlets and their app platforms. It's just their wording. And uh, they think this is the way to reach the millenniums out there. You know, the young hips uh, millenniums that don't watch the TVs, but they still need to get the propaganda. This is CNN's solution to that problem. People of any age can get pneumonia, but it's particularly serious when it's a baby or a child or someone over the age of 65. You'll notice, too, they're using all Getty images here. So this is an, extre- this is an extremely low-budget production. The gal at the beginning is standing in front of a green screen. So they just took them, which CNN has a buttload of, um, and everything's ready to go there. So that, that equipment, there's no equipment cost there because they already own all of it, the cameras, the operators, the teleprompter, the green screen, the lighting, the microphones, the mixer, all of it is already set up and ready to go. So there's zero cost there. And then after she does a read and she's just reading the prompter, they just overlay giddy images with a Ken Burns effect and other clips like that. And they just have the way that works. Even Jupiter Broadcasting does this for video blocks is you have a Getty Images annual subscription where you can just use Getty Images stock media for your media. And so they've just gone through and pulled down a whole bunch of images that match the keywords that they search for. And then they do Ken Burns effects to teach the millenniums about pneumonia. So that way you understand what's wrong with Hillary. Or from a fungus. Can fill up with phlegm or pus. That means they're coughing up that phlegm and they can have difficulty breathing. Other signs of pneumonia include fever, fatigue, and chest pain. Now you hear that little do 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 to music they're doing in the background. That's because they can't keep your attention because they're not dynamic enough, and they're worried that you're. You, well, they actually they, just, they don't have a very high opinion of you, and so they're worried you're going to get distracted. So they have to play that music. Doctors diagnose pneumonia in a number of ways, including blood tests and chest X-rays. Bacterial pneumonia is treated with antibiotics, and often patients stay home. Often they'll feel better in a few days or weeks, but they can feel very tired for more than a month. 
People with pneumonia sometimes do need to be hospitalized. Often it's because they're having such difficulty breathing that they need help, or their blood pressure, or their temperature, or their heart rate dip too low. So they often have to stay home and stay in bed, huh? Doctors tell people who are recovering from pneumonia not to jump back into their regular routine too、oh. quickly. If they do, then complications from pneumonia can arise,、oh. and those complications can be serious or even deadly. And they just happen to be showing an elderly lady, not to be suggestive or anything. But I remind, I remind you how I told you how this works. These are Getty image, these are Getty images. You have, you don't just get an old lady. It doesn't just accidentally fall down from Getty Images into your video editor. You go into Getty Images and you search for. In fact, you could try it right now. You could try this right now. You could go try to find this old lady on Getty Images. You'd probably search for "old lady hospitalized."、Uh, it looks like she's getting her heart checked right now by a nurse. So you could. These are all parameters in which you could search for, and you would get an old lady. They specifically put that in there to influence the way you perceive the information. You combine that with the music, the quick clips, and the green screen background that makes it look like she's giving you some sort of really official report with all of these computer monitors behind her. When it's really a virtual set, all of it's put together to make it seem extra legit and to imply this could be Hillary. I think some people don't realize why that is a level of propaganda if they've never edited before. If you've never put together video, you don't understand that literally every single moment, every single word in a report like that, is thought about. It is considered. It is written, and then somebody puts it all into a microphone, and then another person sits down and thinks about every single visual you see. And maybe I'm hitting this point too hard, but I really feel like unless you have done video editing before, you might not appreciate how intentional everything you see is in something like that. Now there is one last clip we have to play in overtime. I picked this one up because I thought of Mr. Chase and a little Grand Theft Auto. This,、um, I'm gonna be honest, could have been me. If I found out I only had, say. Forty-eight hours to live. I don't know how long it would take me. I don't know how long it would take me to get to California. Hey Chase, how long does it take to get to California from here? Ah,、uh, he says too effing long. I'm gonna say like that'd probably be like forty-eight hours. No, 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 no. We're like twelve. Twelve hours? If you drive nonstop, sure. Well, okay. If I have forty-eight hours left to live. Oh wait, what part of California? Anywhere in California. Well, if you're just going to the border, you can make it in ten. I'm doing this. If I ever the driver of a stolen semi led police on an hours long chase. This happened out in Southern California. There were some serious concerns about exactly what was in that truck because it was stolen from a company that transports hazardous materials.、Yikes. But the company said nothing dangerous was on board. The driver reportedly told police he was not armed and that he doesn't want to go back to jail. He eventually pulled into a parking lot and surrendered. <laughs> oh man, I'm just saying, driving down the freeway like that in a big rig. Holy crap, that looks like a lot of fun. Look at that thing. Oh man, this. Of course, I wouldn't want anybody to get hurt. So I'd try to get like, I'd maybe do like some fake Osama bin Laden terrorism threat, and then just try to get. You know, I probably shouldn't share this. I probably shouldn't share this. If I'm ever going to do this, I'd never do this. This would never be. I'd never go to California. I'm not going to do a fake threat. That was a joke. 
That was a joke. And that, yeah, that was an ABC clip. Thank you, ABC, for bringing us that. Thank you for listening to the entire show. Thank you to our supporters at patreon.com slash unfilter. I hope you found something valuable in this episode. If you did and you haven't supported us yet, please consider signing up. I cannot stress to you how hard we worked this week and how hard, how how dependable and how hard you know we're working. You knew it, didn't you? You've been listening for a few weeks and you knew as soon as you heard about Hillary, you knew this unfilter is going to be huge. And you were right. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Get it out of here. No, 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 no,